You start looking for the ones with the most awkward nose rubs. It's the Givecast! The Star Wars Collector's Archive Podcast. A monthly audio magazine dedicated to vintage Star Wars toys and memorabilia. Hosted by Sky Payne, Fudd, and Stephen B. Denley. Market data by Brisbane Brisbane Mike and Fratastic Pete. Tech support by The Lowbart. Let's go, space freaks. This month, we address the most underrated alien in the Star Wars saga, the Gamorrean Guard, with his unproduced micro-collection sculpts, his clothing, toiletries, his bench shots, and his tragic demise in the mouth of the Rancor. Crunchy! Justin, Trent, and Mike from the Collector's Galaxy podcast and Imperial Commissary have a special crossover episode to discuss their show and collecting habits. All this, plus absolutely nothing else, on the 80th Star Wars Collector's Archive podcast wampa wampa welcome to podcast number 80 the big Whoa. eight zero steve you know uh this is actually the seventh year that we've been doing the show that's right Man. i mean this is technically our our january episode although yes we've already released two episodes this january <laughs> one of which was the december episode so it's all too confusing yeah. Very, very. I mean, it, it wouldn't be the Kivecast if it wasn't a little bit confusing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we uh, we yeah. recorded our first blog log pod, and yeah, that, that got I'm glad a, you said that, not me. <laughs> got a lot of great response. Um, I think people, yeah. I don't know, maybe they just like the mix up or something, or just how pointed it is. But I feel like we got the best feedback we've gotten for a long time on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we're just definitely going to be doing another one of those. Actually, Steve, I have one planned. Already, did you know that? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. What, what's it going to be? Uh, it's going to be interviewing uh, these two guys who are on that show that Mark Hamill hosts uh, about Star Wars collecting. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's going to be even later in January. We're going to interview David Mandel and Steve, um, who are both on a TV <laughs> show. But we haven't talked about that yet. Stay tuned for the next blog log pod. Who is okay. our figure of the month, Steve? Uh, the good old Gamorian guard. Yes. Yes. The Gamorrean Guard. Oh. Now, is it technically – is his name Pig Guard or Gamorrean Pig Guard? Why do we call him Pig Guard? Okay, so that's funny you ask because that's it's actually was going to be my, my flip the script if, if you want to jump straight to that. you know. Okay, so for people who haven't listened to the show before, <laughs> every once in a while Steve, uh, who's an archivist, looks through and uh, looks through the old scripts and finds interesting things about the character of the month. And uh, actually, I wanted to say pig guard because um, my kids are not asleep yet. I'm going to be putting them to bed right before we get on the phone with the Imperial Commissary guys. Um, And so I know my daughter is in the hallway upstairs listening, and she loves pigs. So I I imagine that she's very (laughs) excited listening to this. She's listening through the door now. (laughs) I I think she is. So she's Uh, very excited about pig guard. So what we do is we have Steve (laughs) flip a script, which means he looks into – the history of the characters, and I play a really stupid drop that goes like this. It's getting really, really hot here. Flip the script. Flip the script. Okay, Steve. So before <laughs> we even get to my movie thought, what is the the flipping script on the Gamorrean right. Pig Guard? <laughs> it's nothing too too revolutionary, but um, I just thought that it was interesting that they are mentioned in the rough draft of the script, but but not by name. So they're really just described as these giant green scaly guards that accompany Bib Fortuna, who who is named. Um, and so what I, I kind of picked it up from there and was looking to see if I could find um, any artwork and stuff. And some of uh, Ralph McQuarrie's earlier sketches of, like, palace guards are these 
large, almost gorilla-like guys. And gorilla. It reminded huh. me. Of, yeah, it almost looked like yeah that Tim Burton Planet of the Apes movie. If, if yes. that makes any sense. Oh, the the best um, of the Planet of the Apes movies, definitely. <laughs> oh man, yes. I didn't know that was your opinion. Yeah, yeah. Send, <laughs> send all your emails, uh, agreeing or disagreeing, to sbdanley@aol.com. dot com. Um, <laughs> Oh man! No, no. Um, e- even me, the great contrarian, recognizes that as the worst plan- Planet okay. of the Apes movies. <laughs> Although I still enjoy it, I, I think Tim yeah, Roth's performance sure. is outstanding, and Helena Bonham Carter is excellent. Um, there, there are things to take away from that 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 are good, but man, that is a that is a whack movie. Yes. Um, it is. Anyway, um, anyway. So yeah, so they kind of started off gorilla-like, and then Joe Johnston was the one that kind of picked up from there, and then they eventually became pig-like, and it was during the production of the movie that the name Pig Guard kind of came around. I think that's what most of the crew used. Um, so that's, I think, where Pig Guard comes from, but I, I was kind of, you know, fascinated to see that... I don't know if you've seen that documentary, that old documentary from Star Wars to Jedi. Absolutely. Um, They're okay. really featured in that documentary. <laughs> yes, they are. That's like one of those things I remember very vividly when I first saw that. I was like, whoa! Like, to see how you know, how they were made basically. But, but what's interesting is that there's one scene where it has uh, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher uh, just behind the scenes at Jabba's palace. And he actually refers to them when they're just talking as Gamorrean guards. So it's, it was neat to see the, the name kind of iterated and spoken huh. while the movie was being made. So anyway, wow. that, that's not, not a crazy flip script, but uh, it's something. So, so, but it's interesting. Are the Gamorrean guards supposed to be like, Bib Fortuna's personal guards? I've never thought of them that way. They're more just I, palace I think, guards, right? Yeah, they're just the, like the general palace guards, but they're, they're mentioned as kind of being in, in the little uh, entourage that greet R2 and 3PO. That, that idea is way back, way back at the beginning. So, And I'd, I'm wondering, you know, I think they're pretty influential because there's a tons of pig guards throughout all of science fiction. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, we, we, you know, the fam, the kids and I, we play a lot of Zelda and, oh, uh, yeah. we're playing uh wind Walker now, which is a great game. And, uh, there's like always these sort of random pig enemies that just show up out of nowhere <laughs> in the Zelda universe. And I always think yeah. of them as being like Gamorrean guards. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, interesting. But for my money, the Gamorrean guard is the most underrated alien in the entire Star Wars saga. I could buy into that. All right, let's let's hear let's hear some more. Well, I mean, it's mostly it's mostly nostalgic, right? Like I remember that, that yeah. documentary, and I loved it. And when I was a kid, sure. I just loved the 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 design. I thought they were so cool. I thought they were yeah. funny. They're tough. Uh, the figure, which obviously we care about a lot on the show, um, after we had the interview with the the Imperial Commissary guys, we're going to talk a lot about the the figure and and nuggets and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Just it was one of the weightiest and just best figures to play with. And totally, I, I think totally. we're going to see that my whole anti nostalgia stance is going to fade away the more that we <laughs> the more that we get into Jedi figures. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's just going to be the same for both of us. So yeah. Oh, well. So we've been acting tough this whole time just because yeah. we didn't have a Death Star droid memory in 1978. Right. right. Yeah. But um, um, another thing, if you've never listened to our show before. Um, I do think we're getting more listeners, Steve. That, that's why I kind of start off like this. Usually, before we get to the script flipping, we have Sky's movie thought. Yes. Now, yes. you would think that I would go on some kind of discussion about whether or not Luke is using the dark side when he chokes oh, the Gamorrean guards, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right. That's interesting, but not as interesting as I want to start a new cause. 
So this is the thing, Uh-oh. right? Like, Troopies has is on fire, right? Everybody knows oh, that no. everyone now just calls them Troopies, right? So uh, Stormtroopers are called Troopies. I have an amazing amount of power. I want to use it for good, Steve. <laughs> I think the saddest moment... First of all, Return of the Jedi is by far the saddest Star Wars movie. Okay, Forget yeah. Yoda. You have Maliki, yeah. the Rancor Keeper, who's yeah, super sad. Absolutely. You have, of, of course, the, the, crunch, the dead Ewok. Yes. But I think that the Gamorrean guard who gets eaten by the Rancor is one of oh, the man. great tragic heroes of the whole saga. It's blowing my mind that you're saying this because that that literally is my I, I jot down movie thoughts sometimes too just in case there's there's a reason to say but that is exactly what I wrote down was that I felt so bad for that one guy that falls down the because they're not inherently bad they're no, just they're, these they're guards just, even so, their job so what I think Steve is we need I mean name <laughs> that Gamorian guard oh okay. so Steve with all respect. I say we officially name him Crunchy. <laughs> so Crunchy the pig guard, I want to see I want to see figures, I want to see custom carded figures, I want to see card like back it. art, okay? We have to start the movement for Crunchy, okay? Cuz poor yeah, guy yeah. got eaten, couldn't get out. I know that whenever I would eat almost anything when I was a kid, I'd pretend I was the Rancor eating Crunchy and it made me feel bad (laughs) and weird. It's like one of the great, most evocative moments of the whole saga and we don't really talk about it. No, it's true. I think it's because he doesn't have a name. Yeah. And that sound effect of him being gobbled up, (laughs) it's one of those things that you remember images from films, but that sound is something (laughs) I, I remember so well. So yeah, no, I'm I'm on board for, for calling them crunchy. That I'm I'm all for it. All right, so so let's get some crunchy merch out there. You guys do your best with uh, with the Facebook and everything, and let's really celebrate the short life of Crunchy the Pig Guard. Um, <laughs> of course, that's spelled C R U N C H E E. Boy, you know, it's kind of like the the blog log pod where I start off with all this energy. But the main reason I have so much energy is like I've got to like finish this opening bit and then put the kids to bed and then do the rest. So I guess I can relax. The thing is, Steve, I listened to it again. It's actually good when we're super upbeat like this. Yeah, it's it's just – yeah. This time you don't sound super sped up like the Micro Machines guy. I was really freaked out. I thought that was (laughs) actually how fast you were talking when we recorded the the – the blog log. I, it, it was scary, but no, this is this is good. <laughs> okay. Now another thing that we do on this show, Steve, of course, is the Sky Coup. Uh-huh. And of course my Sky Coup has to be about Crunchy. Yeah. I, I figured this one was gonna be particularly inspired. So are you ready? Yeah. Crunchy pig guard oink. Rancor eats his ham sandwich. Poor Gamorrean. <laughs> nice use of the, the ham sandwich. That's, yes. that's, uh... <laughs> I don't think the Rancor speaks eloquently. That's why I had to go with sandwich. I have to imagine, to the Rancor's credit, it's probably pretty tasty. I mean, if you're used to like eating Jawas and like little Bubbos or whatever those things are, that that's, that weird little true. eyeball, you must be so yeah. psyched when like and a giant not pig. Gonna, yeah, they're not going to be tasting nearly as good as a as a pig. That's true. <laughs> no. 
well, another thing that we've been doing, Steve, has been kind of shoehorning in news kind of quickly. So you want to yes. talk a little bit of news? Sure. Watch out! It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. <laughs> All right, Steve. Did you know there was news? Uh, actually, I didn't. <laughs> well, there's not, not particularly. I think there's got to be some. Right? Yeah, I mean, there's always news in the in the vintage community. That's that's true. Um, there's a new case of vintage exploitation. Have you seen this, Steve? So, in the new uh, mobile game for Star right. Wars, they include the MTV Seven, the multi-terrain vehicle Seven. Which I have very fond memories of because uh, Matthias gave one to my kid, uh, to Django, um, and Zola, Zola's little baby, all the way back in 2007, oh. I think, or 2008. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that's one example of vintage exploitation. Okay. But right. another comes from Funko. Oh. So Funko came out with new pops, and we're going to be talking okay. to some guys who collect modern stuff later today with the Imperial Commissary. Um, yeah. But they have a three-pack. And it's Greedo, Hammerhead, and Walrus Man, and mm -hmm. they're done in the Kenner colors as opposed really? to screen-accurate colors. And it's a Walmart exclusive, so that's okay. pretty cool. Yeah. Huh. And finally, Steve, you know, we started the Blog Log Pod, and part of that was in response kind of protecting our turf from the Vintage Rebellion, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, But I actually think that it's really cool that we have multiple podcasts covering the same kind of stuff because there's been a, a scandal out of England. Um, yeah. I would say has. surprise, surprise, but that would sound bitter. There's, there's a scandal out of England with, with baggies, mm -hmm. and it's a complicated story, and I think you should just listen to The Vintage Rebellion. Like that, that's what I say. Like if you're interested in that, friend them on Facebook, listen to their thing. There's a whole, they go into lots of detail. They actually About talked. A lot of detail. They yeah. actually interviewed the guy who is, who is being, uh, accused of it. Um, yeah. they, they interviewed him for like 45 minutes, no, like an hour and a half. Um, it was really interesting. You know, I would say they were maybe a little cuddly, cuddly with him. They didn't quite hold his feet to the fire enough, uh, you know, uh, EV 99 style, but, <laughs> or 88, whichever one is the torturing one. Um, but still like they, they did a really great thing of having this guy talk. Cause when do you ever get scammers like on the That's, phone? Yeah. That, and, that's definitely something you don't see. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's, that's, I totally agree. Um, if you, if you really need – have the need to, to learn about it, that's that's the place to go. But um, I, I would say you know, we've talked about how baggies are easy to scam. The one thing I would yeah. say is over the last year, I have seen more Meccano bags with the enchantillon gratuit, which means like mm -hmm. uh, you know, free a freebie essentially, this yeah. red sticker. Mm -hmm. Those were really rare and last mm -hmm. year I've seen like 50 of them. And that, yeah. that means that most of them are fake. So right, if you right. bought one of those in the last year, worry, because they're probably fake. And you can say, oh, Sky, you're paranoid. And you know what? I am paranoid. I'm one of the most paranoid people in this hobby. I don't say one-tenth of the amount of things that I think are fake or fakakta in this hobby. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Don't buy those because whatever's going on, I don't like it. And I'm not blaming yeah. anybody, but I don't, I don't like it. Do I like it, Steve? Yeah. Nope. You don't like it one bit. I don't like it. 
But I do like our next guests, and I do like putting my kids to bed. So should we get to that? <laughs> do you have anything to say, Steve? I've been kind of no. uh, motor mouthing here. No, no, this this is good. I I think we're ready to uh, to do the crossover, right? Okay, yeah. So we're gonna do. I think it's our first proper crossover episode because we're going to be on their yeah. podcast, and they're going to be on our podcast. Simultaneously. And simultaneously. <laughs> I have no idea how we're going to do this, Steve. <laughs> Me neither. It's, uh, it's going to be Jetsons, Flintstones. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's uh, let's call up the guys from the Imperial Commissary. You don't know that. Uh, my voice is this, and my name is Mike. Uh, okay. I'm Mike Havens. So, Mike, are you sort of the one who you usually talk the most, right? <laughs> In general, yeah, probably. Okay. I'm just, you know, I because no, that's no, usually Justin's me. The one I talk that runs the most. A podcast. Okay. Yeah, Justin's the one that runs everything. I just sit here and complain about modern. That's okay. Pretty much my my focus. <laughs> then I'm Trent. I'm the plucky comic relief. Okay. Okay. Ooh, we need one of those, Steve. I know. <laughs> yeah, you got to get a guy. You got to get a guy. Uh, I'm here with uh, Mike, Justin, and Trent. And they they sort of run the Imperial Commissary podcast. But I actually only think of you guys as the Imperial Commissary podcast. What what If people were looking up for you on iTunes, what, what would they call you? Uh, the Collector's Galaxy is the actual name of the podcast. The Imperial yeah. Commissary is the Facebook group that we all admin. Okay, so that's I, I guess that explains why sometimes I can't find it when I'm looking for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're we're excessively involved. That's yeah. what the problem is. Yeah. <laughs> the, cra- the crazy thing being our website is actually www.imperialcommissary.com. Right. But it links to both aspects. It links to the Facebook group. It links to the podcast. Um, but if you look at someone on Facebook, either one will find one version of it. Right. <laughs> and and I think. Sort of the, at least the reason why I know Steve and I wanted to do this is yeah. we, we've been having this kind of need to look at people where we go, who the hell are these people, and then, <laughs> and then meet them. And you guys are number one with a bullet of who the hell are these people um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but because, because you guys have a huge following. You have a good pot. You know, I, I've listened to your podcast. I like it. And I'm like, who are they? Why, why do people know them? It seems that when people come on to Facebook and start collecting, you know, uh, vintage toys, they go to you guys. And, and so I realized I could either be like a jerk about it and be like, well, I've been doing this longer. So like, screw them. Um, or I could be like, hey, what's going on over this side? Hey, what's going on on this side? So, yeah. so, so one thing I, I was really thinking as a fun way to start this is a story about Trent. Um, so Trent, <laughs> oh, <no>. Trent, you, <laughs> sorry, I, Trent, just get, get used to this. <laughs> you, you apparently, you told me that you're the, you're the plucky comic relief. So that's good. But, um, well, you did, you did a Facebook live Cincinnati, uh, um, room sale post right do you remember that yeah that's true yes and and <laughs> i remember the plucky comic relief yes and I, I remember watching it and thinking all right this is great these guys are doing a really good thing here this is exactly how the room sales look i didn't i couldn't go but i felt like i was there these guys get it uh this is great and there was this moment okay where uh i i, I wrote it down it's at 209 in the video and you go hey we got our good buddy and then you move the camera around, 
and you have about five people who are on our show like almost every month. And then you go, <laughs> not there. And then you turn it over and go, there's Adam Galloway. And you talk to Adam Galloway <laughs> for like five minutes. I don't know. No offense. I don't know who Adam Galloway is. That was a great interview with him. And it was great. But like you actually went right past Ron Salvatore, Chris Gorgulius, Mike Mensinger, three, uh, three of like the biggest oh, yeah. editors of, of the Star Wars Collector's Archive. And I thought like, oh, man, wouldn't it be awesome if – I went and said, hey, there's Adam Galloway. And you guys went, hey, what's up, Ron? So that's my, my dream is to make that video sort of more seamless. I don't know if that's too, uh, too syrupy, but uh, that, oh, that was what... <laughs> We would love to do it, man. I'll tell you, the reason why we wanted to get on the show with you is uh, what we wanted to do is, you know, it's tough. It's tough to because all of us started collecting under six years ago. Um, recollecting. I mean, we all collected when we were young and then, you know, played football, did the high school thing and the cool kid thing and whatever that was. And then uh, we got back into it. So it's very tough to when we're at these room sales and we're at these because we had an IC meetup before that room sale. Uh, we had it down at the same hotel. It was in the uh, convention area of it. And we had about 75 people there that were for the IC meetup. And then about another 40 came for the room sales afterwards. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we went out there with those room sales, yes, those guys were there. But I'll tell you the truth, brother. Um, we were we were walking around, and the things they had are so amazing. And these guys are so upper echelon of collecting. It's very tough to just start up a cold conversation with them. That's why when you guys were even, I saw you commenting on the IC, and I was like, hey, you know, we should get together and just talk about it, and you know, figure out what we are because yeah, it's it's tough to break into the vintage Star Wars collecting thing. When yeah. you start late, because we didn't start in the dark times, man. I mean, we're paying $45, 50 bucks for a Luke, and we got a good deal. Right. <laughs> it's murder, man. <laughs> well, but well, that, yeah. we love it just the same, and we want to grow the hobby because if we grow the hobby, then it'll give us something to do where we're old. You know what I mean? And we know you guys are young guys, too. You just happen to be in with the cool kids crowd. <laughs> well, well I'll, I'll tell you, this is kind of a message for everybody out there. You know, I still feel like I'm one of the new collectors because I only started in 2004. And, and that may sound mm -hmm. ridiculous, but like everybody back then had started in 1999 and they were on the Raskvab or whatever, all in the listserv <laughs> stuff. So like I may pull the, oh, well, you never were on Rebel Scum, so you don't know what collecting is. But that's because I've been dealing with people saying you were never on the listservs. And then people before that were like, I was buying them at Child World. And so yeah. it kind of like it's weird how it skips generations like that and oh yeah it's it's so so strange but i mean to me just to see so many people into it now is is awesome like to discover that there is like there are these totally different communities that i didn't even really know about is it's just it's crazy but it's yeah, great facebook has allowed that facebook has allowed uh regular people that have a passion for something to you know start something without much background tech work um yeah and that's why it allows us to have so many pages. And there's great pages. There's great pages run by great guys. There's a lot of those guys that you named. I think every single one is on the IC. Yeah. But it, it doesn't change the fact that, as with any collector, I mean, from somebody who has two beaters to Steve Sansweet, <laughs> you know, there's always somebody who has more. And Absolutely. there's always somebody who has more information and more stuff, and it makes you a little nervous. <laughs> and I'll tell you, the, the room sales, the whole Cincinnati trip was great because – while maybe that video I didn't portray it as, as knowing them was because we didn't know them at the time. Mm -hmm. But we so, got to meet them. Yeah, and Which so a lot cool. of these people, you know, it's because of that we know them now. And so, uh, once again, the Star Wars Next video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the just Star the Wars way... Uh, yeah. It was the way you said, we got our good buddy... 
not there. Uh, it was the way you said it was so funny. But I mean, I I felt the same way at Celebration three and four. I felt like I couldn't talk to I, any of those yeah. guys. No, I'm so. I, I was in the same boat too. So it's yeah, it's just weird how how that can change over time, or even like really quickly now, especially with with everyone getting together in person. Like at Celebration, it's so huge now that I mean, you could you just don't have en- enough time to even say hello to everyone that you get to know. It's crazy. It was at this point that Stephen described the archive party. I need not explain it to you, space freaks. Let's continue the rest of the interview, where they talk about their party. And if you guys can make it to our IC meetup on uh, the next day there, Friday night, we, uh, or Friday during the day, right? All day. We rented oh, cool. uh, the Clarion oh, awesome. Inn, or it's something, it's the Dolphin Room, I think it's Clarion Inn or something, but it's right next to the uh, to the convention center. Yeah, Dan Marino's uh, right next be there. door. Yeah, Dan Marino's going to be there. <laughs> Isotoner. <laughs> Isotoner, he's doing Isotoner Club commercials. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, so it'll be, it'll be right there, and what we do is we started these meetups because it's tough with the technological world that we live in today to actually meet true people and really get into it. And when we do these meetups, I mean, we have, you know, 50, 60 people that are all in that room because they love Star Wars and there is never a dull moment. Mm-hmm. It's just people talking about awesome stuff, people pulling DT Vaders out of their pocket like it's nothing. I mean, <laughs> crazy random stuff happens and it's really fun. So we'd love for you guys to be there too. Yeah. And we're trying to wrangle Boba Fett in to come because uh, <laughs> he's pretty cool. Yeah, and we've, we've talked to him a couple of times and he said he would let us buy him a beer, but we're going to try to get him to have that beer at the meetup. When you think about what what the hobby is and how it grows, it's like there's a lot of like old timers who don't do anything and don't contribute anything and just have a bunch of toys. And I mean, I, I may know them and I may like them, but it's not like I'm oozing for respect because they bought a bunch of prototypes in 1998. But like right. you guys are like putting out a ton of work, a ton of content. You're like building the hobby in a way that a lot of people aren't and it was kind of a it's kind of a similar thing you know a year ago when i just decided maybe i'll see what facebook is like i had to learn yeah. all, all these names but what i've learned is they're just doing exactly what i was trying to do in 2007 or whatever it is <laughs> and and it's it's actually less about the toys it's more about the community now which is what we've Absolutely. always wanted so that's yeah. that's a success well, well to have that recognized by people like you is yeah. phenomenal yeah. i mean and the thing thing is, you think nobody notices. Yeah. <laughs> oh, trust me. Though, if you have a podcast, you think nobody notices, but that's just what it is to have a podcast. No one cares about your stupid podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, I interrupted I mean, you. Thing is, though, I mean, we have to keep growing this, otherwise, in 30 years when we're old and you know, sure enough, when I keep bust playing, the hip. Yeah, I mean, you know, if we want this to keep going on, and even though Star Wars is such a big property and is so successful with the last two movies and the kind of resurgence. We have to make sure there's some kind of a security that where this stuff is still going to be around and be cared about. So, you know, whether it's, you know, producing content or just, you know, by word of mouth talking about it among friends, um, you know, it's just a great thing to do. I mean, we appreciate, I mean, heck, the reason why we do a podcast is because of people like you, yep. you know, they got, got it started. So, well, yeah, and, and it's, it's great because when Steve and I started the, the podcast actually seven years ago, um, it was sort of at the point where we weren't really sure where this hobby was going. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It, the, the Clone Wars was going, and I knew it was great. Steve is the vintage snob, so he wouldn't watch it. Um, <laughs> I've come around since he's, then, though. He's come around. Yeah, hey, I tried know. to watch it. It <laughs> was uh, 
No, no, <laughs> no more movies and like the, the Rebel Scum forums were the only game in town and like people yeah, kept on yeah. leaving and it just felt moribund to use an overly complex word. Um, and now it's the opposite. There's too much life. There's too many people collecting. There's too many new guys who care and are doing research. And, and, and celebrations are, are selling out, which like mm-hmm. I, that last one when we were first starting, like there was a whole half of the convention center that wasn't even being used. Like it was yeah. so much – Duller back then, so it's it's crazy. Yeah, you know the thing about it, you know, I did. Um, it's hard for me to uh, explain like this whole community aspect of of how crazy this whole thing is because, you know, I Star Wars wasn't big where I grew up. Like it wasn't a cool thing to be into Star Wars. Like you either played football and drank beer, or you weren't cool. Like and, that's and just <laughs> this is Tennessee. Is that right, Nashville? Yeah, well, I, I grew up in Kentucky, but yeah, same okay. kind of thing. <laughs> wait, 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 which part um, of Kentucky? Uh, Murray, bottom southwestern. What? Tip. Yeah, no you, way. You know where you, that is? You know, Steve has been to Murray about ten times. Really? This is crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you know Brock I, Walker by any chance? <laughs> I know that name. Yeah. Okay, he's like he's literally like one of my best friends in or out of Star Wars collecting. He was I've known him for like fifteen years. And he lives in Murray, Kentucky. That is so crazy. Oh, that's wild. Eagle River. Yeah. Well, yeah. Trent, too. Yeah, Eagle <laughs> yeah. River. Trent's, Trent's from uh, Paducah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've, I've yeah. been to both of those places. Oh, that's, that that is a trip. I'm from Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing about it is, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a whole lot of uh, ways to participate in this when I was growing up as a kid. And so I kind of lost touch with it. And then my wife and I, we moved around a lot from my job. And so really the Facebook groups and stuff were the only contact I had with collectors anywhere and i started the podcast because i had had heard things like the kive cast and galaxy of toys and things like that and i was like you know what that seems like a good way for me to like communicate with everybody because we live in this like media saturated world now and i thought this would be a great way for me to a get my voice out there but b also meet cool people and i mean i started it by myself here Mm -hmm. in, in nashville and that's how i met mike and trent basically was me posting in the groups with you know, <laughs> after i started the show and stuff like that and so you're right when you point to community like that's that's the whole reason like i started the show was because i wanted to be a part of the community and to be honest i never expected it to grow into a thing but right. now it's kind it's kind of a thing yeah like, <laughs> and, when we miss it people complain yeah exactly yeah. like if we exactly. don't yeah. episode, we, <laughs> right they, right they light light pitchforks and tor- or torches and come <laughs> after us it's crazy <laughs> so are you guys all in the are you guys all in the same room right now yeah, yeah we're yeah. all in the same we're in justin's collecting room we're surrounded by vintage and some modern that's Pushing up on me for some reason. I yep. set Mike next to the modern because he's the vintage snob. I here. think they do it for me on purpose. <laughs> yeah, like on me. That, that's yeah, pretty we cool. We get together every every Tuesday, and uh, it's kind of our uh, our weekly guys meeting, and we mm, hang out. It's our therapy we, session. Yeah, we <laughs> eat pizza and you know talk about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's awesome because Steve and I were able to record in the same place for about six months or something. Yeah, it, and, was, it might have even been less than that. Yeah, um, and then yeah. it moved. But we never had pizza. There was one time we recorded in Steve's stinky apartment, and he had to keep the fan off because uh, because it was too loud. Oh, that was terrible, Steve. Remember that, that episode? That was that was the last one I think we recorded. Yeah. <laughs> that was right when you were moving. No, that that was awful. <laughs> we had one that we did with Trent underneath a blanket in the back of a car going to somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Trent was driving. There was too to much Kentucky. noise, so he's hiding under a comforter. <laughs> I, I like ninety degrees out. Yeah, I had I had to go home and or I do music on the side. I had to go home and do a gig or something and. 
Um, in order for us to get the recording out in time, I had to like record it on Skype through my phone underneath the blanket in my car. Mm, it's quality. <laughs> wow. And it sounded awful still. Mm. <laughs> well, the things you do for uh, Star Wars. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> At this point of the show, we all talked about Sky and Steve's collection. But you space freaks have heard enough about that. On with the show. And I had to throw in, man, that the B-Wing is by far the most awesome vehicle ever created in the history of any vehicle toy line ever. I have like five It's got the mystique because you just you I never see it. it. Oh, no. Well, man, that, Steve's going to leave me. <laughs> Why don't you ever see it? Why don't they use it enough? What is that about? I don't know. Cause it's I, that's, lame. that's a good question. I think you should. I think you should be patient. I won't. I won't spoil anything. But oh, you, you know, you have secrets. You should be patient. <laughs> you have B-wing secrets. I do actually. Really? I, I read oh, a spoiler man. not more than a week ago what? about it. Don't spoil it. I won't. But I will be excited. Be patient. <laughs> well, you know, Trent is a uh, imperial dignitary focus collector. Let, let, let. <laughs> let, okay, so I, you talked about you could you could pick the the character that's kind of less known. That was my less known. I'm also a Wicket collector, so yeah. let's, yeah. let's go with that. We'll be that's fair. Nice. There's a whole lot of Wicket stuff you can do. Ewok stuff is just all over the place. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah yes. my, I'm I a can... moron. I pick Boba Fett. Yes, you are a moron. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like hemorrhaging money, man. It's out of control. <laughs> uh, hey, dude, do you want me to tell you a, a, an old-timey story that will make you cry if you're a Wicket collector? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so when when I started collecting in 2004, there was a website called Cloud City Collectibles, which is run by Tom Derby, who now runs Collectible Insurance Agency or whatever that is. Um, okay, that's the CIA. Whatever it is that he does. Uh, it's collectible <laughs> Insurance Brokerage. Yes, okay, thank you. That's, that's it. And so he was brokering <laughs> all of the photo art that was being sold by a guy named Tom Nyheisel. And at the time... There were so much photo art. We're talking original photo art, the actual pieces that were sent to Kenner by Lucasfilm that were airbrushed and then used as the template for all card backs of that figure from then on. So wow. th that's how I ended up with the Chewbacca second photo art, the one on Endor. It was just sitting there for $2,000. And I'm like, yeah. well, yeah. Um, I'll get a payment plan. And I put it on a Thanks. payment plan and I got it. Also available was the original Wicket photo art for $2,000 just sitting there. It sat there for like two years. Just nobody thought to buy it. Everyone thought it was too expensive, like the ultimate pre-production item, and it didn't go. Mm -hmm. So there, See, there's, yeah. a, uh, there's a little fun story for you. And I, I, and I was yeah. the, the idiot who paid the same for the B-Wing pilot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually gone down in value. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured it <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a story that can make me cry. For instance, though, on the, the other day, on I think it was on the IC, uh, a guy posted up one of the salesman sample um, wicket pieces from back in the day that came on a squid head card, but it was actually the oh, yeah. pre-production um, wicket that came with the darker brown hood and the darker staff and no uh -huh. COO. And I mean, of course, it was like ten grand or something, and just that makes oh, me cry. It's like, yeah. so, at some point, that was like you know a hundred bucks or something. Absolutely, and just the. Just right. the thought that I wasn't yeah. savvy enough at a young age to go after this stuff. Yeah. Well, of course, I wouldn't have had a clue how to. But. I actually have a carded B-wing pilot from when I was young. Oh yeah, it was one That's of the awesome. only two card. Yep, it was one of the only two. Actually, you know how everybody always asks, "Oh, if your house burns down, what would you take?" And I always say that because uh, I bought it when I was about ten years old from an actual collectibles 
antique store. You know, I think huh. it cost me like fifteen dollars. Yeah. But uh, I kept That's... it and kept it and kept it. And then I actually, when I restarted collecting about six years ago, I uh, sent it into AFA, and it pulled an <laughs> AFA forty. And I <laughs> keep awesome. it on my shelf. I love it, man. And it's my collection has grown so much since then that it's. People see it that know Star Wars and they go, what is that doing there? Because it's like in like a place of honor and it's like, you know, I, it's it shouldn't be there. But I love it, man. And it's, you know, those things you can't get back because when I was young, I was like, I'm not opening that. That's a collectible. You have so much more restraint than I did. <laughs> yeah, man. I did it with a hand hoff, too. Those are the two I have. But that B-Wing pilot I love because of the coin. I, I never saw the ones with the coins when I was collecting because it wasn't yeah. like now where it's like you can Google every card back there's ever been. You know, right, it yeah. was like you got to guess or your friend tells you what there is. You know what I mean? <laughs> but That's I do great. have that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, but it's not that hard to not open up a B-Wing pilot. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just... Are you doubting the playability of the B-Wing pilot? I, I guess so. You know what, Steve? I'm outnumbered. There's more B-Wing pilot fans than detractors here. This, this, is, this is the have first time Have you ever seen a B-Wing, ever. man? You put him in a B-Wing. He flies the B-Wing. Okay, I'm, I'm wrong. Awesome. I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, the B-Wing I'm, has, it has rockets, it has bombs, and it has lasers, and it has shields. It's by far the best Rebel fight. <laughs> and it also actually makes an appearance in Rebels last season. It did. The Red oh, one, which yeah. is like, why yeah. are you going to paint a right. red? It's going in space. That's a good call. Yeah, all you're going to do is get the cops <laughs> looking at you. Yeah, more. sure. <laughs> Higher insurance. Yes. Oh, but no, the B-Wing's awesome. I mean, Mike, you got a cool B-Wing piece. you got that Letty box B-Wing. Oh, yeah, i got a Letty box B-Wing. I oh, actually cool. have the one from your website there, man, SWCA. Nice. Uh, yeah. Have, yeah, that picture of the Letty one, that's that's mine now. So back off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and returning to fun old-time stories about photo art, I remember also on Rebel Scum in 2006, someone was selling the second Boba Fett photo art. Um, but they were oh. selling they were selling that for ten grand, which at the time was ridiculous. Yeah. But oh, yeah, I, and now great. it's like a nickel. Yeah, now, now that's like a nickel. But that is something oh. I want to say too to to your listeners who feel like, oh my god, prices are so high. It was so much better before. That's exactly how I felt in in two thousand and five and two thousand and six. And all the old guys were telling me, you're crazy for spending six hundred dollars on a on a one-of-a-kind proof card sky. You're crazy. There's no point in doing it. Like, you're just wasting your money. So I'm not saying it's going to keep going up, but I am going to say that, like, this feeling of, like, oh, I missed the times where it was easy. At some point, there's going to be some new website that you guys have never heard of that has, like, 10,000 followers, and they're going to call you guys old guys, and they're going to be like, oh, man, I wish I started collecting back in 2015. That's when things were easy. (laughs) Well, the power of the force run. I just finished the uh, all the men on cards that were released production with coins, and oh, that cool. was. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw that on Thanks. the Imperial Commissary. Ah, nice. Yeah. Did, didn't you do a little <laughs> yeah, Facebook well, Live video? Of that? War- yeah, I try to. Well, I try to. Uh, I try to share as much as I can, and the reason why, man, is because I don't know. As with well, as with any, as we were saying before. Any level you're at in this thing of the collecting of vintage, there's always going to be somebody that has something you're never going to be able to touch. There's always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger <laughs> That's fish. That's right. And it's it would be nice if the bigger fish said, hey, you know what? Here's my scraps. Yeah. <laughs> or like, here's my wax mold Boba Fett. Look hey, at it. Yeah. Like, I mean, we were up at the thing and a guy brought a, the best rocket firing Boba Fett I've ever seen. It was so clean, man. Straight out of a baggie, blah, 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 blah. Perfect. Never been fired this, that, and the other thing. And he let me hold it. Do you know how cool that was for me? 
Like, I mean, that made my year. You know what I mean? And it was just because some guy that happens to be awesome that has everything was like, you know what? I'm going to bless some of the new people. And I think that's cool, man. I, I, as you were saying before, those, those, those massive collectors with the black hole collections that don't even share them anymore, it's, it's tough. You know, it's, yeah. I personally think all this stuff should be in a museum. As far as like showing stuff off, I mean, this is, uh, for people who've been listening to our show over the past year and a half, they've seen a sort of progression, not so much with Steve, but definitely with me, where I've started off basically hating everybody on Facebook and saying bah humbug until now I'm doing Facebook live videos. I'm doing hashtags. I'm doing all these things I said I'd never do because it turns out that it's really fun and there's no harm. And, and, you know, and and I'll watch people's videos of their collection. I don't care if they have stuff I've seen before, or I don't care if they have stuff. I don't even, I'll watch like GI Joe collecting videos and I don't care at all about GI Joe, you know, it's uh, it, it really should be it really should be out there. Well, so so what do you do as an imperial dignitary collector? We might have to have you back on. You know, we, do, we do we do one figure a month, and the going's been pretty good. But eventually, we're going to get you know. Right now, we're in the Gamorian Guard, and I, we are going to ask you for help uh, for a cause, sure. a very important cause soon. Um, but we haven't got. So what do you do as an imperial dignitary collector? You start looking for the ones with the most awkward nose rubs. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Seriously, that's where I'm at. I've got, <laughs> I've got, <laughs> I've got plenty of them that are beautiful and mint. I've got a couple that have the different color painted hands, or the the, the purple hand instead of the black hand. Um, you start looking for things that no one cares about. So, like, how much does how much does this one look like Goofy? How much does this one look like he? ate a big plate of nachos and didn't clean his face you know stuff like that <laughs> i mean there's only so many card variations you can get like the other day i bought one that has had the uh, boba fett coin offer because i had never seen that and i hope it's a true thing and someone didn't just slap it on there Ooh, um, nice but, oh, oh, that uh, must be like the best day of your year oh that's great um yeah actually it was a really good day oh that's um, great we should give some background here on how this whole focus got started. Okay. <laughs> because uh, it started here on the show where we were talking about having space to put things, and we were talking about buying – I believe it was we were talking about buying you a display cabinet at some because point. Because of my stormtroopers. Right, because of my stormtroopers. Trooper and yeah. so we, were, we basically dared Trent to start this focus and said that we would buy the display cabinet. But if we bought it, he had to buy enough to fill up to fill whatever it. we gave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we never thought he would actually do it. And now here we are. And how many How many do you have? I'll have loose 50-plus, carded at least six or seven. Oh, I think um, we're going to owe you a display cabinet. <laughs> yeah, we, we owe him yeah. a, uh, a curio wait, cabinet. Yeah, here. Wait, wait till I have a house and make sure you find them like the purple velvet. Oh, dude, one. it's going to look like it came straight out of Prince's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> For real. But uh, I, So, I mean, it's basically it's Power of the Force card. It's tri-logo card, it's tri-logo clipper card, um, and then you get into, you know, weird card variations or, like, the, the different black stickers on the top or, um, like I said, like the Boba Fett coin offer. Um, and then you get into, like, custom stuff, and you get in, there's not a whole lot of that even. Um, yeah, I mean, and then I, I, there's two different modern dignitary figures, so I bought those, and that, that was done. Um, <laughs> well, there's, yeah, pro- there's probably pre production stuff for the modern dignitary stuff. That's probably not too expensive yeah. to get. No, I, I just haven't seen it. I bought a, um, what I think was a scam off of, out of Japan. <laughs> okay. It's probably um, real. I mean, that, yeah, that could be real. There's a lot of that modern stuff. It's just like. Arms. Okay, well, those cost extra. <laughs> yeah. 
but that's that's one of my focuses, by the way, in case you guys didn't know. I like fat X-Wing pilots. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because as a, as a child of heft, I, I once dreamed of flying an X-Wing, and Jack Porkins and Snap Wexley give me hope that I still can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they wrote a whole book about Snap Wexley. I mean, I hope you at least read that, right? I'm Did- sorry, what? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> there's all a right. book on Snap Wexley. I did not know that. So uh, Star Wars Aftermath, like the main character is a young Snap Wexley. Now they don't mention his eating habits or his physiognomy, but Snap <laughs> Wexley is like the the hero of that book. I, that's hilarious. Well, that's that's a, one of the great things too. Is even if your your you know your focus is kind of a joke, the more you get your focus out there, the more real it gets. So, like now that you're going to be on our show, and you know probably most of the people who actually have all that pre-production stuff, are, you know, might be listening to this show, or they at least say they're listening to us when they talk to us, and then have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but you know, they might say, "Oh, who's that? You know, that guy with the the dignitary thing." You know, looking to sell it, and then that's that's kind of how these things uh, all kind of go. So be it. Okay, so we we've been doing this ever since the beginning, and we ask four or five questions depending on which ones I remember. And uh, the yeah, last one, is the, that. the last one is the trickiest, and the first one is uh, is the easiest. So, okay. uh, and we'll we'll ask you by uh, alphabetical order. So we we'll go Justin, Mike, and Trent. Okay. Okay. First of all, what is your favorite bad line of dialogue from a Star Wars movie? And oh, just to, to remind you, mine is pilot land over there by that assembly area. <laughs> <laughs> um, bad line of dialogue. I don't know. I would probably say when Obi-Wan Kenobi says that uh, only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise because they're obviously <laughs> okay. not. <laughs> okay. Inaccurate and bad. Okay, good. Yeah. How, how about you, Mike? Two fighters against a Star Destroyer? <laughs> <laughs> well, you really laid on the southern accent. That was... Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> straight uh, from Connecticut. I could, yeah, straight from Connecticut. I could do them all. You want me to do it in a Russian accent? Sure. Oh, God. <laughs> two, two fighters against Star Destroyer. <laughs> okay. And now, I, do it, now do it in Saw Gerrera. No. <laughs> two fighters against Star Destroyer. Oh, God. <laughs> I, 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 wait, first of all, are you guys pro Borgullet or, or anti? No, man. No. no. <laughs> that was insane. No. Oh, we are so pro. Okay, should have been in the movie. We are now yeah. warring. Borgullet is the best thing in Star Wars. <laughs> better than better than Princess Leia, Borgullet. Okay. Uh, Trent, what, what is your favorite bad line of dialogue from a Star Wars movie? Favorite bad line is nine numb. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Now, now, if you ever do go up and meet Brock, he will have some choice words with you as he is the world premiere Nine Nub Collector. <laughs> oh. Yes. But, um, You've offended our only friend in Murray. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, uh, let's, let's stick to vintage here. So okay. if you're uh, – we do always ask the burning house. So if there's a wildfire in, in – you guys all live in Nashville, right? So yeah. if there was a great uh, Music City, uh, if the Ryman Auditorium caught fire and then it spread to your guys' houses and all of your houses were burning at once and you could only grab one item, uh, what would it be, Justin? Uh, mine would have to be my double-telescoping Luke Skywalker figure. Okay, yeah. not, not one of your dignitaries. Okay. Oh, no, that's Trent that's a dignitary guy. You trademark is stupidity. I'm, oh, I'm primarily it? a Luke and Boba Fett guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, but, I was, uh, I was misreading it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, so I, I'm a Luke guy, and I would grab that Luke because, I don't know, it's just the Farm Boy Luke is my favorite figure. That's probably the most notorious, you know, Farm Boy Luke figure, at least for me. And it's the one that I fought the hardest to get in all of my collection, really, because I got it before I ever joined the IC or eBay or anything else. Oh, so awesome. I just, you know, that's the one I'd go for. Awesome. I, I apologize, Trent. I should have known that the plucky comic relief would be the Imperial Dignitary guy. <laughs> that, Man, is the, cool. that is the move. Want... That is a plucky move. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to think of me as a Boba Fett collector, have at it. I will own it. Uh. <laughs> All right. All so, right. so Mike, uh, but Mike, you are the Fett guy, right? Yeah, Fett and Stormtroopers okay. mostly. Yep. Okay. So, uh, if. Bootlegs a lot lately. I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I, th- I think the bootleg market is down, so it's a good time to be in it, I think. Uh, I wish. Is it not, really? I don't know, man. I just paid 800 bucks for a yellow Nino, so. Okay, maybe it's not down. Maybe uh, it's not. I don't know. Maybe I just don't know the right guys. Maybe after this podcast, you know, my yeah. prices will get better. So, Mike, what would you save if your house was on fire? Uh, that B-Wing pilot, man. Oh, of course. That, that, oh, yeah. Uh, our beater B-Wing pilot, yeah. Yep. It's coming Wow. Over. Steve, is that not the worst answer we've ever gotten? Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Hey, man, it's up there. No, you're yeah. hoping my inch will be worse. No, no, okay. <laughs> so, so Plucky Trent, what is your uh, – can I just call you Plucky? I just like that as a, as a nickname. There you go. Uh, yeah. that's, that, that's fine. Uh, what, um, what would be your burning house item? Uh, I'm going to have to go with a, a DT Luke also. I've got one that I don't have confirmation, but I'm pretty sure is an EP. Oh, for, wow. Uh, or an engineering pilot that is not EP. Uh, well, same thing. Um, I would either go with that or I'd go with my 12A Luke AFA-80 just because it's like the first really, you really big. You run out with Lukes? Well, it's the first really, <laughs> really big thing that I bought that I, that I remember like sweating and like having that nervous feeling buying. Yeah. Um, I'm getting at that. Yeah. Still, it's like Luke. I don't yeah. really have like the um, – I don't have the, the real – He knows what I'm saying on the other end of the line there. He knows about the Luke. Yeah, it's the like, oh. <laughs> more emo Luke. Um <laughs> But um, more emo Luke. Yes, but no. I guess I have to go with that. I mean, I, I don't know. There's not a. I don't have anything that has sentimental value enough to really make me do that. I don't think. Yeah. Well, well, I I like what you're saying because one of my favorite items and most sentimental items is actually an AFA seventy five twelve back Chewbacca, and it's kind of funny. There's a sort of trajectory with collectors where they eventually fall out of love with AFA and then eventually they hate it. Um, so th- that'll just come in time. Just every collector eventually either hates uh, it or, or, or barely there. tolerates it. Yeah. But like, I love this piece cause I bought it off cloud city collectibles as my first piece of vintage. I, I would just stare at it. I would just look at it just all day. Like, I can't believe I own this. I can't believe it. You know? And like, I love the connection to the nostalgia of collecting, not even the nostalgia yeah, of being a kid. Right. So yeah, that's uh, I, I will accept that as opposed to the, the Daffy duck and Imperial dignitude. Um, <laughs> and then do you guys have any uh, uh, vintage grails? Yeah, the grail that I want most would probably be um, a double telescoping Obi-Wan or a double telescoping Darth Vader. Cool. Uh, that would be the one to know. I'm a really big lightsaber force user guy. Like yeah. that's, that's my thing. And that, that Mike has made me realize that's why I wasn't so keen on Rogue One. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so. that makes ah, sense. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the basic, yeah, there's, I mean, if the only good things about about Rogue One are the Imperial Dignitary, of course, and Borgullet. So I think I think we can all agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> are y'all in agreement that the Dignitary was in it also? Oh, absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was totally that guy. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. 
<laughs> I know what Mike's going to say to the grail question. Okay. Well, go ahead. What do you think? Rocket firing Boba Fett. That kind of is, but I kind of want a uh, Lily Letty Boba Fett men on card more. Oh, okay. All, All right. Because right. I think it's way more rare. Absolutely right. it is. And it's cooler. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah and, I think it's cooler. And last <laughs> month we had one of the Lemcool brothers say that they wanted a, wanted a uh, Rocket Fett too. So that would have been two months in a row. So that would have been. Oh, uh, yeah. No, they, yeah. they can have it. Yeah. <laughs> as, long, as long as they stay off my Kool-Aid with my Lily Letta Boba. I'm, I'm not yeah. Part there, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Boy, I wonder what that would go for now if I came up. A Lily Lady uh, uh, Boba Fett. There's, oh, they're expensive, there's man. And I, I know where there's four of them on the planet. And I keep yeah. begging. But yeah. they keep saying no. No. Hmm. But you know what? One of them's going to have a kid, and then it's my time to shine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, how about you, uh, uh, Plucky? Uh, it would. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like change my name on the IC before. Um, it would be a pre-production or a sculpt or something of Wicked or Dignitary, one of the two. I, I go wax. Pro- probably that. Wicked, just because mm-hmm. my collection's more Wicked based, I think now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I go wax sculpt or something along that line, just because that that's that upper echelon that just you know it's a specific crowd that really really wants it, and I think that would that would take my collection to bigger heights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And now the next question is the one that takes the most time and, right. and, and is very philosophical. But uh, if you were a piece of vintage uh, Star Wars memorabilia, okay, not what would you like to be, like not what do you aspire to be, but if you were a piece, it doesn't have to be a toy, it can be ephemera, memorabilia, you can be under ruse, I don't care. But if you were a piece of Star Wars memorabilia, vintage memorabilia, what would you be? I think that I would be. This is Justin, by the way. Yes. Um, I think I think that I would be the Millennium Falcon. Okay. A vintage why? Vintage Millennium Falcon. Because everybody on the outside thinks it's a piece of junk, but when it's his <laughs> time to shine, that thing always comes through and knocks it out of the park. Oh, and right. that's kind of how I view myself. So there you go. Okay. How, how about you, Mike? And, and you can take a second if you need to answer, because it, t- it takes people a uh, while. No, man, I think I know. Um, actually, uh, it wouldn't be a figure. It wouldn't be an item. I would be the insert. The insert hmm. that holds everything together inside a box. Um, wow. A lot of times people don't see it. Uh, a lot of times it's a lot of work, but it always makes sure that everything gets there in one piece. And it's underrated. <laughs> <laughs> it's not noticed a lot. And uh, it's very crucial. You know what I mean? Without that, every single toy would be broken when it got there. Wow, that that's yeah, also that's, very philosophical. Now, yeah. do, deep. You, you could you could upgrade your Steve Brownie points and say you'd be an insert in a B wing box. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, man, no, definitely, dude. Steve, you gotta. I'll send you some pictures, man. I'm like a real B wing person too, man. So yeah, you got. It's me. good to know there. You had me more. at hello. You <laughs> had me at spinning over canopy bubble thing. <laughs> Can I just say that you guys really should record a little mini podcast together? We'll put it on both of our feeds. You guys could just talk about the B Wing pilot together and stare at each other's eyes. You could call it yeah. B Wing Bombers. Yes. Song about there you go. B Wing Bombers. There you go. Yeah, so there we go. Uh, I don't understand why you guys don't see it's the best. I, just looking around the room, I think he's, he's deep in thought here. Of, of course he is. He may be plucky, but he's also very deep, you know? This is a. Uh, yeah, well, deep and plucky. <laughs> because I'm so deep, I'm going to say I would be one of those vintage inflatable bop bags. Ooh, nice. <laughs> nice. 
and I keep taking hits, but I keep bouncing back. <laughs> yes. I like it. I thought it was because you're full of hot air and you like getting your butt kicked. Because uh, <laughs> I'm a masochist. Air, I give it that. <laughs> and, and, uh, and hopefully Ron Salvatore likes that. I know he loves Of course the, he's uh, a masochist. He collects oh, yes. goodness hair. Uh, yeah. wow. I know, but I know that Ron likes the, uh, the, card or the box art on those bot bags, so I, hopefully he likes that comment. There oh, yes. I, I'm get, one of my favorite Ron Salvatore stories is I was, I was in his collection room. And he had a, a Chewbacca bop bag with there was a QC sample, but the sticker had fallen off. And he's just like, oh, I don't know, man. Here, and he just gave it to me. I was like, whoa! Oh, <laughs> I was That's like, when you run as fast as your legs will carry you. Yeah. Yeah, right. I was like, uh, I was like thinking, like, how much should I have from two hundred? I don't know. I mean, it's a QC, but the sticker's not that sharp. From more, what's an insult? I don't know what it is. And so, yeah, no, that's uh, that's definitely one of one of Ron's big. Uh, Big things, and you know, I think we can sort of head into the head into the the, the plug area. Um, All right. When you guys said you wanted to do a crossover type Magnum PI murder she wrote type <laughs> thing, I, I was psyched, man. I really was. Wait, so, which one are we? Because I, you, you could be whoever you want, man. I think they're both awesome. <laughs> Steve, who do you want to be? Are we Magnum PI or are we? Uh, thing is, I kind of want to be. I kind of want to be Higgins. Can I just be Higgins? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Be Higgins. I just want to be the mustache. Go to the Imperial Commissary, and you guys tell our fans why they should go there. Yeah, uh, come to the Imperial Commissary because it's for collecting, it's for building the community, and it's uh, you have questions, we have answers. If we don't have answers, we'll try to get them for you. And I don't know, it's just it's a community thing, but it also doesn't require very much time. So on the other hand of things, as as uh, like the the blogs of SWCA and stuff are so phenomenal they do require you to put in time and uh with the ic sometimes you can just you know you can just sit there in the background if you want and see some cool stuff and remember your childhood because there's nothing wrong with that but the ic i just uh, it was just a thing for like man there was i don't you know why i started it originally here's why i started i went on uh on one of the big big boards on facebook um that was after i put my very one and only post on a major forum and got crushed because i was the new guy um <laughs> what, what but, form uh, was that well i don't want to be that guy because it's a very very useful page with very very useful information and a lot of wonderful people and i just caught a couple of trolls you know it happens yes okay but uh we, we also practice diplomacy on this podcast. Yeah, Apparently so. You know? <laughs> but uh, but no, the reason why I started the IC is I was on a I was on a different Facebook group and I gave away a uh, complete vintage figure for the fun of it. I did a contest. I took a very very close picture of it and I said, "Who am I?" And I said, "Whoever guesses it gets the figure for free." So I gave it away and people flipped out, man. They gave me, "You're trying to scam people. You're trying to get people's addresses to do something. I don't even know what." Um, so I said, you know what? Forget all you. And I went and I opened up my own page and I gave away that, that free vintage figure every single Sunday since that day. Um, the last one of those is going to be this weekend because I'm almost out of loose to give away. But uh, it was for that simple reason that it, it shouldn't be, this is what I have. This is what you don't have. You don't have enough information. You don't know this. So you're not good enough. It should be. Every single last person in this community trying their very, very best to help whomever, whether it is the smallest collector or the biggest collector, because you never know who's going to keep this alive for you in 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. So all this insane stuff that the rest of the normals, I call them, look at us and they go, dude, what are you doing, man? You just spent two grand on a Boba Fett and they don't even know what a Boba Fett is. 
and you have people in your community that can accept that with you. And it's just, I don't know, man, it, it allows you to not be the weird person out there in the cold because there's 10,000 of us weirdos hanging out in the same room. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I, I would also say about you guys versus other pages. I mean, so, you know, like, like everybody, I'm on a thousand different pages and, and yeah. all those different things, but I do like, cause one of the things that I actually miss about rebel scum, I miss a lot of things about rebel scum, but um, they're sort of a benevolent dictator who would always make sure that nothing would be sort of untoward or mean and like super heavily <laughs> moderated. And is, I think it's – is it you, Mike, who's basically the benevolent dictator? Oh, yeah. I'm, the, yeah. I'm that guy. There's definitely five hate groups out there dedicated to me. But, but to, to me, that makes it better. Like it really does make Thanks. it better. Be, no, but it does because like if you just – like I remember there's a, a British forum um, that popped up and in, there was sort of like in reaction to rebel scum and everyone could swear and they could have signatures that were like four times the size of the page. And it was just like, you know what? A little bit of control is actually okay and, and I think – uh, I, I really like that, and some of the sort of misogynist mm, political stuff, or like I don't, I don't see that there, and I, I think that's at least, at least I like Thanks, that, man. and I really like what you're saying too about sort of not knowing who's going to be there in ten years, because you know that's I, I think there's because we. I think if you took the archive and you took the Imperial Commissary and you kind of like kept those as like different poles of like because Imperial Commissary seems to be where a lot of new people come in. And then the archive is sort of where all the old people hang out. Like if you kind of keep them mm -hmm. together, then we'll all sort of be in this nice middle meeting new people, being open, but at the same time doing the research and, and, you know, paying enough attention to the history and the, yeah. the, the depth of the hobby. And that's, that's how I think together we can make this a better place, Steve. This is so wonderful. I love it, man. I like, I like I'm telling you, I'm getting the feels right now. I'm going to have to change my answer from insert to like the B-Wing. Yeah. <laughs> but but we, we are starting something on this podcast, and at least for our end, this is what I, I would like you to help us with. So we're talking about yeah. the Gamorrean Guard, and, and we're talking about what I think is the most overlooked character in the Star Wars saga, which is the Gamorrean Guard that gets eaten. And mm -hmm. so we're trying to name him Crunchy. So if okay. if you would just help us, just you know, with your mighty power of the Imperial Commissary, just help <laughs> us, just name that that Gamorrean guard is Crunchy, C R U N C H E E, and okay. uh, and and that's Crunchy. We need to to pay homage and respect to Crunchy. And you got <laughs> it. I'll do something for Crunchy. Maybe I'll give a. You know what? I got a gammy on a Return of the Jedi card, man. I'll give him away and make it a big thing. <laughs> All right, well, that, that'll, that'll be fun. We'll, we'll see how far we can get with this because uh, yeah, it's, well, it's a fun hey, thing man, to do. hashtag Ezra is Snoke. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Awesome. Well, well Steve and I, uh, Steve and I have the the rest of our show to record, so we better uh, yeah, we, yeah, we, we better too. get to that. But uh, awesome. yeah, awesome talking to you guys. And uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, thanks for the opportunity, man. And I can't wait to see you guys at uh, Celebration or Orlando. We'll shake some Definitely. hands and drink some beers. Yeah, we will. And I got some stickers for you. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> All right. Don't go back. All right, Steve. Well, that was another successful interview with people we didn't know. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I, I kind of felt like. You know that that classic scene in like prehistory class with the Neanderthals meeting the Homo sapiens. Like we were the <laughs> the old Neanderthals, completely scared and, and not knowing what was going on. But no, it, it all it all worked out a lot better than that. <laughs> Maybe you're a Homo sapien. Um, 
Yeah, that yeah that that went really well. I mean, I've I I knew it would yeah. go well because I've listened to their show enough, and like they've got a really yeah. nice, yeah, easy demeanor. And so even if they're talking about toys that you know Black Series, I don't care about. Like they're fun to listen to, and right, um, yeah, yeah. So I I think mission accomplished, Steve. I think we're gonna bring more people towards us and send more people towards them, and I. I, I really do believe that our hobby will be a better, happier place if we are less tribal. Those are there's just too many nice people in this hobby, Steve. Too many people that's, for us to know. It's a good thing. Yeah, you um, know, when I was a kid, when I was probably like nine or ten years old, my grandmother sat me down and told me she'd never get to know me because she was going to die. Oh, jeez. Uh, Eleven years later, it came true. So I, I've <laughs> I've always kind of I've always kind of so. Steve, save me. Talk about Star Wars toys. <laughs> okay, we, we ready to get back to Star Wars and Gamorrean guards. Absolutely. So, is okay. is this? Should I put a nugget drop in just so we have it? Not, not quite. Not quite. Okay. This, this is this is my idea. So I had, we have a, a nugget or a set of nuggets. But before that, I thought we could talk about uh, a couple of foreign figures that you know, kind of like we did with uh, what was it? I think it was for Forlom. We we kind of went through some different card backs, or maybe it was Zuckus or, or both. Anyway, um, I just I thought that this is kind of something we hadn't touched on before. At least I didn't remember touching on it. But that is the two different um, titles or logos on the Lily Letty Jedi card backs. Aha. So I don't. Do you remember ever going over this before? <laughs> no, and and actually okay. we talked about the Chuseum. I do have an entire write up on the Chuseum about Regreso and Returno, but right. okay, one's maybe Mexican and one is Spanish. Yeah. So Returno in, in in Spain and Regreso in right. in Mexico. Right. But I didn't right. know that they used both in one. Tell us about it, Steve. Yeah. Well. <laughs> all right. So I I didn't either. So that's this is a, the whole uh, educational aspect here. But um, so. The, the Gamorrean Guard is one of the the first series of the the Letty Jedi figures, and in that initial series or initial wave, uh, the the title and the logo was El Returno, del Jedi or de, Je, de Jedi. So I didn't know that, um, and it, it soon switched to Regresso for for the next series. But I thought it was cool to see both figures on the archive. Um, and in terms of the, the card back itself, just just in general, uh, you, there's some different things about it. So you you can see his full left arm, which isn't the case on the Kenner Kenner card back. And Wait, the color so scheme you can is see his different. full left arm in the and you cannot see in his the, full left no. arm in the Kenner card back. Right, right. Okay, I don't think I knew that. So. Yeah, I didn't either. Okay. Um, and so and then yeah, the, the color scheme's a little bit different. He's a little more Right, I guess I'd say in the in the Letty card back, but yeah, um, there's I just, a whole bunch yeah. of stuff with the with the Lily Lady card backs where they're just really kind of bright and intense. Yeah, and I don't know right. what they did. Um, it's it, it, something with printing or I, who knows, but um, yeah. Wow, and I like I like his name, the, the Garda Gamorian. <laughs> Garda Gamorian. <laughs> See that—that's what I was. I, that was your cue for that. <laughs> but Steve, you speak better um, Spanish than I. No, no, I don't know. I could Steve maybe does. read and write better Spanish. <laughs> not, not, not speak it. Steve, don't you listen to enough Spanish radio in LA? That's where I learned all my Spanish. That's why I end everything with punto com. Edad de cuatro años y adelante punto com. Yeah, you. 
You've got it way better than me. But um, yeah. well, anyway, I just thought there was... If you ever want to know what language is about people, <laughs> it's about confidence. Yeah, so <laughs> it, so does that mean that all Lily Lady have a Retorno variant and a Regresso variant? Not not all, I don't think. Um, I think it was just the the first wave, as far as I know. Um, but which, you know, the Gamorrean Guard was one of those initial, uh, I think it was... 12 or 14 it went for first 12 and then 14 figures and then when they went to the 14 back at that point somewhere soon after it changed to regresso and then you added the more you know the additional jedi characters after that um it's but, funny yeah. they were talking about interviewing Luis. i feel like we have kind yeah. of ignored lily lady more or less on it's podcast. true and, and that's that's kind of why I wanted to kind of highlight these a bit because you're totally right. Like, and it's still something I really don't know near enough about. Um, hmm. Well, but, hey, if you're one of the people who listens to our show and you want to talk about the lady, let us know. Well, maybe we should yeah. give it some time and let let the Imperial Commissary folks interview Louise because that's yeah, that's yeah. probably who we'd want to talk to. Yeah, <sighs> Steve. This time it's our fault. Actually, it's always our fault. Okay, so that's awesome. Right. So, that's, so that's I didn't even know one. that Lily Lady was ever Regresso, and of course, in the rest of the Hispanophone world, it remained Regresso, and only in—I uh, mean, it, it remained Returno in the rest of the Hispanophone world, but in Mexico, right. it changed to Regresso. Yeah. All right. So that's that's thing number one. Um, and it, what's great about this this figure is that we could really you could nail all of our regular segments with, with some pretty good stuff. So, what would you rather do? Would you rather do a, a nugget, a vocab, or an unloved? Tis a nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget. Oh my God, they're gorgeous. From the archive. Oh, I love hearing that drop, Steve. Yeah, that was the base of the blog log pod. Uh, yes, <laughs> drop, which I still haven't explained the brilliance of it. I'll do that on the next blog log pod, where I explain yeah. why my drop is so revolutionarily good and thoughtful. But Steve, tell us what is the Gamorian Guard nugget from the archive? So it's kind of a, a dual nugget, but uh, to mm. start off, a dual it's, nugget it's... from the Gamorian Guard. <laughs> Wipe twice. Thank me later. <laughs> um, all right. So <laughs> I'm going to do my best here. Yes. Uh, so I thought we should go micro collection. Let's get the, the full Whoa. array of vintage awesomeness, right? A micro nugget from the Gamorrean guard. Yes. All right. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Steve, I don't even know what you would be talking about. Now, I know I know that okay. our, our, our good friend, Micro Rob, listens to our podcast and and he often yells at his at his radio in anger probably almost everything i say so i don't even know what a micro gamorian guard would be i didn't know anything exists for right. it i am a complete babe in the woods i am setting you up for this steve wow me right <laughs> okay. here all right i guess i'll start you know before the figure we'll we'll let's establish the fact that i'm not being wow steve uh, I, I know. I'm not. I don't have the theatrics. Just give me, give me a chance. Okay. All right. So before we get to the figure, there were there were two Jabba's Palace micro collection play sets that were in development that never got released because the micro collection just fell off the map. Right. Yes. So 
What was originally discovered in terms of a Gamorrean guard, there was a wax sculpt and uh, I think some four-ups of a Gamorrean guard figure uh, that are you know been on the archive for a long time. Um, so that's that's the first nugget is is the full figure wax sculpt, which would have been you know the point of creation for the hard copies and and ultimately all the figures if they'd been made. So this thing is is pretty great in the sense that it's a Jedi character in micro collection form, right? Yeah, so and, and there's very that's, that's, there's, yeah he he's standing he looks cool he's got his axe um, he's got his fluffy shorts on um, what kind yes. of fur do you think they have that's a good question um, I don't and, know and, Bantha yeah maybe Bantha fur and, and what happens if you take off his helmet does he have like a little hair and you know he actually <laughs> looks a lot like that lot like that character from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Rocksteady or Bebop. Oh my God, you're you're totally right. He looks like uh, like Bebop. Bebop. He just needs yeah. the shades. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, <laughs> another another yet another Photoshop job for our. Oh man. <laughs> yes. Maybe we could because weren't there two Gamorrean guards who fell in? One was Crunchy and got eaten, and the other got away. No, no, it was just no, Crunchy. No. He got just eaten. just Crunchy was was eaten. We um, could imagine that his best friend was Bebop, and he like later put on some <laughs> shades and went away. Yeah, and like dyed his hair purple and and wore a. <laughs> although, a although actually, pants and... although actually, I mean the the origin story in the most recent Out of the Shadows uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, it was just great. That movie was just oh. so much fun. The second, I, I, you know what? I really do need to see those because I grew up on the Ninja Turtles, and I—it's not that I like, just I didn't want to watch them. I knew they weren't great, but I needed to be in the right like space. <laughs> no, no, they are absolutely great. Okay, I will go toe to toe with anybody. <laughs> they are great. <laughs> I don't care if All you right, don't those, like those are them. Those going to be on your your podcast with the two Toms, yes. uh, the movie, <laughs> the movie podcast. There was a discussion about um. me doing a podcast <laughs> with Tommy Garvey and Tom Quinn where. Yeah, um, it, it's called uh, "Sky's Wrong" with two Tommies or something like that, and it's just talking it's about, like that. <laughs> about movie yeah. thoughts. But I am so right about the Ninja Turtles movies. Okay, all right, all right. I, I'm gonna watch them, and I'll, I'll let you know. Um, but yeah, okay. So that's that's the first part of this is is the complete wax sculpt for this one Gamorrean guard, right? Okay, right. so which is beautiful. Second, it's four times the size. It would be yes. about the size of like a, a tall right. glass. It's well sculpted. It's beautiful. Right. Yes. Yes. So the second part is a wax sculpt for just a uh, hand holding an axe. So it's a hand holding a Gamorrean guard axe, which at first, and this is a write-up from Ron, um, initially it was a little confusing as to what this might have been. Um, but he goes on to find out that with some kind of paperwork that there is a, an explanation for it. So, so what you see first is just a hand holding an axe and it's it's a wax sculpt um which is nice you know that's what it is but then when you get into the, the paperwork what he found were these what are called new toy milestone schedules so they're these they're like calendars basically looking a schedule for for when things going to be done in the production and he has one for each of the unproduced java play sets so he has one for the the java's throne room and then he has one for the boiler room and the thing that kind of clues us into what, what this second hand might be is that there are Gamorrean guard figures listed in the lineups for both sets. So that would, you know, you would think, I mean, there would be two different Gamorrean guard figures sculpted. Right. 
Because right. they always did different sculpts for... Yeah, different, different poses for, for each set. Um, so for this, uh, which may, it makes complete sense what, what he's getting at, is that for the, the boiler room, so that's the scene where they're, he's leading 3PO in to see EV-99 and all that, <laughs> and he kind of whacks that, that Muppet arm, you know, <laughs> as oh, yeah. he's going by. And so, I th- hey, let me see if I can find exactly where he says this, but it, it just, it reminds him of, you know, this might be a different pose <laughs> where, where the arm's kind of flailing out. Um, which I thought was kind of funny, but, and it makes sense too, but this kind of gives explanation that they they were kind of working on a second Gamorrean guard, uh, micro figure. So I thought that was cool. We haven't really talked about much micro. We haven't, we definitely haven't talked about Jedi micro at all. I don't think. Um, so yeah, this is another, another Gamorrean guard nugget. But Steve, we need to spend more time with the new toy milestone schedule. This paperwork I've never okay. seen before. Oh, yeah. I s- do you know how I know it's been on the archive for a long time, Steve? Because it has Ron's How's old that? carpet. And I've never seen Ron's carpet, <laughs> but a lot of his old pictures have this like kind of funky 70s carpet. Looks kind of like a yeah. like a popcorn under a microscope. And so it, it must have been there for a long time. This is one of the most exciting pieces of paper I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. So this it's hard to describe, but essentially I'll do my best, okay? So it says new toy milestone schedule, and it has mm-hmm. in the top left corner toy name, Star Wars, Micro, Return of the Jedi, Jabba's Throne Room. So it right. indicates what it's going to be, and then it has different times where each thing is going to be completed, different dates. So this schedule yeah. was made on August 6th, 1982, okay? And right. so then – for example, if you go with the Gamorrean guard that we see here, okay, it'll say the start date will be uh, – looks like the start date will be uh, August 9th and then there's like a different phase will be September 29th and then the next phase mm-hmm. will be October 13th. I can't quite read it uh, well enough to see exactly what it all says. But then it goes yeah. all the way down to where it will be completed on uh, March uh, 14th. So y- yeah. you actually understand the full lifetime of when it'll be uh, when it'll be sculpted. There's actually right. five different phases of sculpting. Um, so I think we need to. <laughs> yeah, it's been almost three days since we've had Ron on the show. Um, <laughs> but hey, we're bringing in new people. Okay, we had yeah. Plucky Trent yeah. on this show, so I don't want to hear any of you <laughs> inner circle snipey people about us. Okay, it's not our fault that. Like five people know everything and, you know, and we know nothing. So, yeah, it's just great. I mean, it's like the schedule of yeah, how they made yeah. these figures. And who cares if no, they're unproduced or produced? It's just wonderful. No, it just gives you an idea of, of the whole, like, development timeline, which which is really, really cool. Um, and it's Gamorrean Guard, so it's it fit in just right. Except um, I, I do have a question, so don't answer me quickly because it will be more fun for me to answer this myself. <laughs> okay. They have all the characters listed, okay? Jabba seated. Got yeah. it. Luke. Got yep. it. BF. I could say what that means, but I know it means Bib Fortuna, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to BF myself on that one. Uh, 2D2, I assume that's R2D2. 3PO, yeah. I assume that's C3PO. Leia. GG, yeah. Gamorrean Guard. Lando. Yep. Frozen Han Solo. Yep. And then... R N. Mm-hmm. I I'm 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 going through my 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 thinking, like re- your, your memory palace, <laughs> like really nice. 
um, R- Rancor, N- Rancor Nancy is, is that is, is that the is that the name of the Rancor Keeper? It's it's the Rancor Nanny actually. The ran- <laughs> but what's RN? It, it's it's just for Rancor. That that's it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I personally like Rancor Nanny better. Yes, but, I do like um, Rancor Nanny. Which we'll have to bring that back whenever we get to that that poor guy. Yes, um, that episode is already called Rancor Nanny, so you can just <laughs> you can just name you you can just name that. Yeah, this milestone okay. sheet is just wonderful. Wow. Well, thank yeah. you very much, Steve, for bringing that nugget to light. Not only do we have one unproduced yeah. sculpt, but we have just the arm of another one. Yep. And speaking of sculpts, are we ever going to talk about Fire Talk? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, that's like a whole man. That's a whole little story in itself. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say we're not going to. I'm going to say okay. go to the Star Wars Collectors Archive, go to Special Features, and look up Ron's yep. excellent recycled Star Wars toys. Or that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Or wait till the next celebration because he does that that talk almost every celebration and it's a great talk and he describes he explains the relationship between the Gamorrean guard and the uh, Robin Hood uh, Friar Tuck figure because it's interesting and I don't think I have the the definitive answer so I say do that that's that's a good call (laughs) you know it's funny probably a lot of people are listening to the show thinking this is one thing I definitely know they're going to talk about and we're not going to talk about it you know why (laughs) Star Wars Collector's Archive that's why All right, so Steve, you sent me these notes a couple days ago. Didn't read them. Uh, And then the archive (laughs) went down. So you sent me pictures of all these things, but I haven't been able to read the articles. So the unloved item this month, Steve, is a ton of unloved items. Yeah. You have yeah. sent me a ton. And this is what I, I love. This is one of my favorite things about Return of the Jedi. There's all these figures they went all in on. And yes. we just get to appreciate all these figures they went all in on. So yes. let's go through them, Steve. All right. Yeah. So the way I kind of thought about this is like the day in the life of a Gamorrean guard focus collector. Like they could actually use all these all these things in a day if they wanted to. Um <laughs> Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Steve, this is beautiful. You didn't tell me you had a narrative. Okay. So first I'm going to put in that, <laughs> that song. That was in the original show notes, man. Yeah. That well, you didn't read. Yeah, Steve. Come on, man. I'm a busy guy. Okay. So I'll start in that, off in with the morning. Do, do, okay. do, 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 do. You wake up in the morning. You... <laughs> I am a Gamorrean guard collector. How do you start your day, Steve? You have to start it with some Gamorrean guard bar soap from <laughs> Omni Cosmetics, right? I mean, that's what else. How else would you start your day? <laughs> Gamorrean guard bar soap. That is like the least yes. pronounceable There's... thing in the history of Boston. Gamorrean guard yeah. bar soap. Okay. <laughs> so it's uh, made by that... Omni. It looks yes. like the Gamorrean guard. Yeah, it's 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 got this great like sculpt to it, and it's it's in Gamorrean guard green, of course. Probably the, it, but the thing about this is like, when do you think a Gamorrean guard ever actually bathes? Like they got to be the stinkiest thing 
in Jabba's palace, right? Yeah, that's what makes him. That's what made Crunchy so tasty. He's like marinating in his own sauces. Who uh, wants to wash but, yourself with a with a nasty pig monster? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's uh, that's that's my question. But the, the box is great. It's this bright orange color, like this thing is incredible. Like I, I don't know. It's it, it, as we'll get through this, we will realize that it's that this character, like he said, is one of those Jedi characters that. It's just on everything. They went all in on Gamorrean Guard. Now, listen, I haven't spent that much time thinking about soap, okay? I I really haven't. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about soap. This Gamorrean Guard soap is absolutely amazing, okay? I am now on eBay. I am now I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a screenshot of the auction here. Oh good. I'm good. going to buy it now. I'm buying oh, a Gamorrean good. Guard and a C three PO Star Wars soap. Okay? I am going to bring these to celebration. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Shipping nine dollars. Hold on there, Aunt Petunia. I don't know. I don't know about this. This just took a this took a this took a turn at the South Pole that I am not comfortable taking. Um Uh oh. I mean, nine dollars is that worth it, Steve? Is it worth it? Is it worth it for a joke? Nine dollars shipping. Some some jokes are priceless, Sky. Okay, all right, fine. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. There, Jamie Quintana, eBay dot whatever. Confirm and pay. It's bought. So I am bringing this to to celebration. Orlando to Orlando. I'm going to put it in our in our bathroom. Okay. And, and we're going to use it. The thing is, you know, it's a, it's a funny thing. There's a great Dave Chappelle skit where they make fun of the fact that white people just use bars of soap. <clears throat> and it is true. It is a weird thing that white people will just use a bar of soap and, like, they will take it and, like, they will, like, clean all over their body and then just put it right back and then someone else shows up and cleans all over their body, right? Isn't it weird? I mean, you do that. I do that. Don't you, Steve? It is a little weird. It is a little weird. <laughs> that weirdness will never be more clear than oh, no. by the fact that in my hotel room, whoever's staying with me, your only choice is going to be the Gamorrean Guard soap. Okay, you're going to throw away all the, the absolutely. Soap that is parts. going completely away. <laughs> you are only washing yourself with the Gamorrean Guard and his weird, nasty face, because you are going to get the Gamorrean Guard in every nook, cranny, and crevice of your body and put it back on the thing. And I'm going to go in the next day and do the exact same thing. That's what the Kivecast <laughs> is all about, Steve. All right, I I, I am uh, on board. I'm also glad that I'm not grooming with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm going to get tons of these. This is going to be a new thing. We're just going to bathe oh, with only right. Omni soap. Okay. I learned that white people don't use washcloths. You know that? I'm serious. I had one bar of soap in the house. Every time I use it, somebody else's pubic hair was in it. So I use the clothes. Why you just going to put the wrong bar of soap in your butt and all this? I need to wash my face on my feet. Leonard. All right. Well, so, hey, we could add a little bit of fun to that if you want. How could we <laughs> add fun to that, Steve? <laughs> With Gamorrean Guard Bubble Bath Ooh. from from the UK. This is from Addis. Uh, so it's it's your. If you really want to go all out with with your. Uh, <laughs> with your Gamorrean Guard bathing ritual, you have some bubble bath as well. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I'm maybe just we could bring that just... in, and I, I could take a bubble bath and just invite random people into the bath with me. This is great. I wonder if my soccer I'm just picturing this like gross, sludgy, 
colored bubbling ugh. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. That you're gonna like have to pay a, a special cleaning fee in your room if if you use both of these things, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like that weird his weird shorts, like all the hair falls off and oh. clogs up oh, the drain. God. Oh God! Okay, Steve. So, so I've I I've washed my crevices with the bar soap, and I have luxuriated yes. with the bubble bath. Now, what do I do? Mm-hmm. So now you got to put on your T-shirt, which mm. uh, there are several vintage Gamorrean Guard T-shirts. There's a, a yellow, a nice yellow one. There's also kind of a, a baby blue colored one, and I, I've seen these for other characters too, but I don't think we've ever talked about them. So. This is this is your attire, right? You start off with your T-shirt. Yeah, they're really beautiful shirts because they have line art that I don't think is featured anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I mean, not line art, but just uh, they just have a, a graphic. Yeah, a graphic. I have to say, they make his muscles look a little bit more prominent. Like he looks a little bit more <laughs> like like a like a like a you know he lifts weights, you know, like a Star yeah, Wars collector. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it makes sense, you know. You'd have to like keep on changing that axe between hand to hand, or else you're gonna have like just one arm that's super jacked, yeah, and the absolutely. other wouldn't be wouldn't be at all. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's like kind of walking towards you in kind of a menacing way, and it's got the nice yeah. uh, it's got the nice uh, Times New Roman font in a circle yep. around yep. the figure. It's uh-huh. a it's a really nice shirt. Which color are we going with, Steve? Purple or yellow? Oh man! All right. Well, how about I'll go purple. You wear the yellow one. Okay, yellow is my favorite color. Okay, good. So now you pretend you get, you got to put some. Well, I guess you could put on one of those hairy pairs of shorts if you wanted to. I'm sure you could find something like that. But <laughs> I, I think that guy that we visited who dressed up like Klaatu might be able to help us out with that. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, now we move on to, to some footwear. We've got. Two different colored pairs of Gamorrean Guard socks, and these are from Charleston Hosiery. So there you go. Wow. And these are the beautiful socks that just – it's like – it's got like a picture, like a full yeah, – Like a, a photograph. A full photograph things. printed on the side of the socks. Yes. And that means you have exactly one wearing until you wash them, and then they are yep. completely gone. The, yep. <laughs> It's it's that's it. They're, it's a one a one shot deal. But they're they got the, the I guess one pair is kind of like an orange and blue color screen scheme, and the other ones like they're like Oakland Athletics socks, but <laughs> <laughs> the green and, and gold. But I I just when I saw these, I'm like, we should have a Gamorian Guard softball team. <laughs> oh yeah, wow yeah, and that it actually would go great with with the next item. I don't know if you're ready to move on to that yet, but of course, I mean my my, my feet are warm. What's next? Okay, so to top it off, you slap on your Gamorrean Guard baseball cap, which <laughs> it's like the classic like '80s uh, little league style mesh hat with the you know trucker hat kind of thing now. Yes. But all the little league teams back in the day would wear these. Like my older brother had hats just like this, but they just had a, a D on them. You know, so it's, right. this would have been like the perfect. This would complete the whole thing. This is you go the shirt, the socks, the hat, and you have a Gamorrean Guard softball team. Um, so these, it has like this kind of more of a cartoonish, uh, looking depiction of three Gamorrean guards. Um, no four. And it's just, it's yeah, just, there's four. No, four. This is oh, one yeah, of the, this is another really weird mm-hmm. image. You know, we need to, yeah. we need to really start trying to catalog these things as to where do these images show up? Cause this looks like it's the same artist yeah, yeah. who, who did the shirt. And again, it's fairly right. stylized drawings. And yes. they just look like uh, they look like tufts. Like they actually look like 
jerks who hang around and talk to each other, like like yeah. like background characters in a gangster movie. Right, exactly. And they're yeah. just there's three of them together, and then another off to the side, and they actually yeah. look menacing here. They do, yeah. So I mean, I and of course I think all these items are, are from the collection of Duncan Jenkins. So. Yes. <laughs> so Duncan could actually be the model. <laughs> for yes. <this. laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there you go. Well, all the way from from showering to to getting dressed, I I love it, Steve. And I I can't believe I just I, I just like bought Gamorrean guard soap. Steve, you got to tell me <laughs> to just close eBay when I am doing the podcast. <laughs> but I think it'll be worth it. Well, especially when you get to the to the unloved segment, because that that's when you can really get into some trouble. <laughs> Absolutely, because I just I just bought Gamorrean guard soap. And, and why did I go on that yeah. whole thing about so- – you know why? Because it's like you never realize how gross a bar of soap is until you're using a Gamorrean guard. That is that is absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Steve, well, you also cool. have a vintage vocab and okay. this one is going to cause a little controversy. This one I, I, I don't know about, Steve. I'm going to talk like this right now, and then I'm going to sing you a song. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I'm not going to let you change our vocabulary. Vintage. Steve, has it really come to this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the Lem Cools mentioned. I was kind of hoping you would you would pick this first. <laughs> the Lem Cools mentioned this last month, and I let it I let it slide. I even named one of my fantasy baseball teams after this idea. I named one of my teams you Johnny did. Bench Shot. But I don't know what a bench shot is. Oh, I've been explained what it is. I've been told what it is by people who believe it exists. I've been told what it is by people who don't believe it exists. What (laughs) in the name of Carmen Sandiego is a bench shot? Is it real? Discuss. All right. Well, I'm going to try and keep this as simple as possible because the the more I try and get into details, the more uh, lost I think we'll both get. Um, okay. So, all right. A bench shot, to me, was always something that was kind of nebulous. I still think it's nebulous. Uh, I think you'd agree with that, right? Yes. <laughs> Very nebulous. Um, okay, so, for one, I, I think the first thing to, to say is that the only ones I've ever seen that are, you know, documented as such are these uh, Camorian guard figures that are, are cast all in black. So that that's your first visual cue for this specific one yes um so it's it's a shadow guard it's a shadow gamorian guard it's It's completely black a death pig (laughs) yes (laughs) um okay so that that's the first you know at least with this particular one characteristic but but just generally speaking what these are as far as i understand they're pre-production injection molded figures that predate anything that was uh, molded at the production factory overseas so these were created in the United States at the the mold shop or mold facilities here. Um, 
in the U.S. So they, they're before anything that gets shot overseas. That's that's the first, and I think the biggest um, thing that, that you know differentiates them in terms of where they fit in the process. So it's um, like a first shot from a mold <clears throat> in America, whereas most first shots come, the rest of the first shots come from molds in the Orient. Right. Like right. China. So that's, yes. So that that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is that uh, they're shot in a different type of plastic. So where, whereas production figures or, or first shots, they would have, you know, vintage figures, the torsos are usually that harder plastic and then the limbs <clears throat> are that softer plastic. Yes. Right. So for the, for the bench shot for this Gamorrean guard, it's all shot in one plastic, uh, polypropylene, I think. So it's, it's kind of like that material that a, a rubber made container would be made out of. And it's all in one thing. And it makes sense just because all it was really intending to do was, was just test the the mold itself. So it's not it's not like a first shot where they're actually using the same materials that would be used in production. It's just more about the, the mold itself before it gets sent overseas. Um, so that that's the second big difference. Um, <clears throat> beyond that, the big thing about these is that you really have to know exactly where they came from to kind of categorize them as such uh, and that that's that's the main takeaway for me i don't know how how much further you want to try and go um i didn't want to to i know chris Chogulius is is just probably seething at this point but <laughs> well no because i haven't been talking steve so whenever i talk usually just falsity <laughs> flows forth like wells i try to keep it as vague and vague and and um somewhat simple as possible um but he goes into a lot more detail in, in the archive entries, there's, there's something, I don't think we've really plugged this much, but the, one of the special features on the archive is the archive lexicon, which is basically just a, a dictionary for all these types of terms. So there's a whole write-up on them there, and then he has two write-ups on two different uh, examples of these black Gamorrean guards, one that has the footholes uh, and one that does not. Um, so I'd suggest, you know, I'll put this link in the show notes too, but if you really want to get into the, the nitty-gritty details without us completely butchering it that's probably the best thing to do one dollar flicks market watch okay so uh like like always lightning quick uh brisbane brisbane mike uh came through with with some gamorian guard auctions uh he told me that there wasn't a whole lot of late but he did send me a few and i thought we'd do three kind of standouts at least at least for me um so can i just tell you our, brisbane our, brisbane uh, mike is the person like i want to meet the most like in the entire world yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean I, I've really, met... I hope he's coming to orlando i really really do can can we like do like a like a GoFundMe or go fund yourself to get, to get mike to get... here to get Brisbane Brisbane Mike here, like, I've never met the guy. He's been working like a dog for our podcast for like four or five years. I, I don't even yeah. know how long. No. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's just, I mean, if they're like, hey, George Lucas is in the next room and Brisbane Brisbane Mike is in the next one, I'd be like, listen, GL, you're great and everything. But, you know, what have you done for me lately? All right. So <laughs> we're, we're ready. All right. So once again, I have to be within okay. uh, $50 uh, for, uh, for, yeah for production for domestic uh okay. okay yeah i think i think these three they're all they're all productions so 
keep that in mind. Um, okay. So first we have a 65A uh, carded figure graded AFA 85. Uh, it's unpunched, but it is slightly yellow. So I think it has the yellow designation. Steve, I'm going to do the thing of where I'm not going to answer you again. Um, (laughs) Because we're not going to get into a ton of feedback, except for the fact that I'm pretty sure we said that Leia Bouche uh, debuted on 65B back. Oh, you're right. I know what you're talking about. Okay. So the the Ewoks did debut on the 65A back. Which, yeah, it doesn't make much sense, but they did. Right. And we just sort of didn't think about it. So we're still no. <laughs> in the realm of figures that debuted on the 65 a back yeah. like the Gamorrean guard, right. which not for nothing, but the 65 back run of figures is like absolutely astounding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these, these are great, like such a great, I mean, not since the, the first 20, but I mean, but I mean the first 12, I don't know. You had some duds in there, but it's really an impressive run. I guess we aren't. Yeah. At, I guess we aren't at the end yet. But who have we had so far at sixty-five back debut? We've had so, Nien Nub, Akbar. We, we haven't done. We haven't done Nien Nub yet. Oh yeah, right. Okay, Luke we've had Jedi. Akbar, Luke Jedi, Leia Bush, Gamorrean Guard. These are great. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, so sixty-five is, back d- debut yellow. Yep. Of course, most Gamorrean guards are yellowed because that's a yeah, lot of plastic. It is a lot of plastic. And this one isn't that bad. It's, it's really – it's like one of those cases where you can only really tell on the, the seal. That's where you can tell. Okay. Otherwise, if you kind of just looked at it, it looks, it looks quite good. Mm, pig seal. Um, and you said it's afa It is. It's AFA 85 with the, the yellow Y. I'm going to guess 162 American dollars. One hundred and eleven fifty. Did I so make you, it within fifty? Like, just just on no, the cusp. No way. I am out by like forty eight cents. It, yeah, yeah. yeah, by like fifty cents. If I just said one fifty, which is what I was thinking, I would have yeah, been in. You would have had it. But hey, that's it's good. At least it was on the lower end, right? I mean, I. So one hundred and eleven dollars. One hundred and eleven dollars. Yeah, that's not too bad. It's still, yeah, but it's. Oh man! All right, I'm just thinking of back back. No, wait, wait, AFA seventy five? No, no, eighty five. So eighty five. Eh, whatever. It's still it's still a Jedi sixty five back, but it is is really nice. Um, so yeah, one hundred eleven fifty for for a sixty five A Camorian guard. All right, you ready for for number two? Of course, I'm zero for one. Okay. <laughs> All right, so the next one we've got is uh, one of the KB2 packs. Um, Ooh. This one has the Gamorrean Guard and Darth Vader. No. It is, yeah. Pig Guard and Vader. And, you know, actually, you know, most of these are, are pretty much just beat to hell. Yeah. This one is looking pretty nice. It's it's unpunched. The bubble doesn't look like it's completely demolished. Uh, the Gamorrean Guard is actually upside Standing upside, you know, the right way up. It's not upside down or anything. It, it looks nice, and it has Darth Vader in it, along with with uh, with Crunchy. Yeah. Hey, do you think Crunchy is the same one who got choked by uh, Luke? <laughs> let's let's say he is. He just has a, a rough life. <laughs> just a really life. rough thing. Yeah, and, and then he gets put in the KB pack. He's like, "Phew, finally my trachea is safe." Eh. <laughs> um. Wow, now that's a two-pack. I mean, it's not screen accurate, yeah. but anytime you've got no, no. Vader, 
I am going to guess it's gonna be hard to be within fifty dollars of this one. Yeah, this is this is kind of tough. Six fifty. Eight hundred and eleven. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this is pretty awesome. It you, it just is. Um, it's it, great. It, it is awesome. It is funny how crazy two packs are. Because yeah, no, it's, it's nuts. Sometimes they go cheap, sometimes they don't. I mean, I remember mm, four years ago buying the the Han trench coat and uh-huh. Chewy, uh-huh. and, and I paid four seventy five, and it was crazy. Yeah. It was just like yeah. no one would ever pay that. And you have the one with with Leia and Chewy too, right? Yeah, yeah, Leia yeah. Bush and Chewy, which yeah. I got I got from the big pick, and that was that was a little bit more unreasonably yeah. priced recently. <laughs> <laughs> well, eight hundred eleven. That's a great piece. Thank you, yeah. Steve. That that makes me happy to think about that existing. Yeah, that's it's it's a good one. Um, all right, and lastly, we have something I don't think we've we haven't talked about yet, but uh, it's the Australian Power of the Force carded Gamorrean Guard. So this this was a, a Power of the Force figure that was only available in Australia. They are they are pretty tough to come by, and at least as far as I've been paying attention, they've always been. Pretty pricey. Um, I don't remember what the last one I saw sold for, uh, um, but anyway, it's it's you know as you'd expect, it's it's pretty yellow. Um, looks like the the top of the card is a little rough, but it looks like the punch is still there. Um, so yeah, Australian Power of the Force Gamorrean Guard carded figure. It's not graded. Wow. Well, let me think. <laughs> It's tough. Yeah. It's tough because it's a super rare figure. People get really excited about it. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure, actually, I remember on the Imperial Commissary, uh, Mike showing off that he got one. Oh, I, oh I yeah, know he was saying he got the whole run, right? Yeah, I know that he has. I know that he has like the the horns that pop up a lot and like break through. And so that's a problem. Ah, right. Um, yeah. So it's hard to get one with it where there's no broken bubble. Yeah. I mean, this one, it it doesn't seem to. The, it doesn't have a picture of the top. Um, unpunched card, bubble is perfect, though yellow. So, yeah, it shouldn't have that that problem. Okay. I'm going to say 715. 1,582. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. I guess it makes sense. A lot of people yeah. are trying to complete that run. Yeah. I mean, Wait, 1,500? Yeah, 1,500. 1,500. Yeah, that's a lot. Wow. It's a lot. Well, you know, Brisbane, Brisbane, Mike, you may have just brought three things to the table, but for a 65-back character, those are three pretty interesting things. That's great. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So thanks again, Mike. Um, always just like it's like I get you're just right there. It takes like less than twenty four hours. Um, so I, yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I sh- I sure hope um, he exists. I hope like in secret he's not like a really attractive single woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I hope catfish I... by <laughs> yeah, a reverse catfish. A reverse catfish. <laughs> Okay, now I'm just going to pretend that with everybody now. I'm just going to pretend like oh, all of our no. fans who we don't really oh, know. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> uh, Steve, well, you know, let's talk, let's do a little bit of, let's do a little bit of feedback, right? All right.
Okay. You know, because we have been getting a lot of feedback on our uh, on our Facebook page. Yeah, um, yeah. The the blog log pod has been getting a bunch. Yeah, um, and so did so did the last episode. Um, did it? Both both did. Yeah, the the one with the Lemkuls that that got a lot of a lot of good response. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it's because we keep doing this thing of where we're actually trying to talk to people who we don't haven't already talked to. That's a pretty yeah. cool thing here. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's go sort of. Uh, let's go with some of the commentary from the blog log pod because it's the most okay. recent. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. I, people seem to like the fact that I. My my breakdown of Latara and Nisa as the Madonna and Horror Complex. <laughs> yeah, there, there was some pretty good uh, fan art with that one. <laughs> yeah, there, there was. Um, and uh, Ron gave me proper uh, teasing for when I called the buck wood. <laughs> A shield made A of wood. Shield. You see, you have to understand the way that I think, okay? Like most people have a – it's not that I am smarter in real life. It's that when I think something stupid in real life, I usually know it might be stupid, so I'll slow down. But whenever I think something stupid on the Kivecast, I just say it immediately. You just you just go. Yeah. I just go. So I'm like, it looks like wood. It's wood because I know that's how people will remember that it's not wood. <laughs> Um, it's it's serving a, a purpose ultimately, yeah. Now, one of the most amazing <laughs> things to find out is we talked a lot about kink. Yes, and it turns out there is actually another vintage kink item, which is the Panasonic oh, yeah. ad. And the, yes. the vintage Panasonic yeah. ads. Sometime I'd love to have Pete Vilmer on here just to talk about the Panasonic ads. That's been something I've been uh, absolutely just, just some of the best things. Just these weird pictures that were taken around 1988 commercials with Star Wars characters and Panasonic. Right. And right. Kank is there, and there's yes. a plush Kank, and there's a Kank modern toy, and there's a Kank pin. We got Kank coming out the Kank. All kinds of Kank. And then I think it I, still I, wasn't enough to, to convince Chris to, to start a focus. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And you know, sometimes Steve, we have to give the award for listener of the month, and listener of the month definitely goes to Drew Timothy, um, because okay. he suggests just as bands have devout fans, sometimes with intense carnal desires or groupies. We must consider ourselves, of course, as devout Kivecast followers, troopies. So, yes, you know, out with Space Freak, in with troopies. Oh. I, I, I totally, no, I guess I can't. I guess it's only fans of Sky should be, should be troopies, <laughs> which means there are very few That's troopies out there. That's a very discreet subset. Yes. <laughs> It's funny because, Steve, you're going to be on another podcast. Like, everyone asks Steve, you know, the Vintage Rebellion wants Steve. Who, who else is asking you on there, Steve? Uh, it's the, the Toy Run. The um, Toy Run. So some of the, the guys up in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone loves Steve. No one wants Sky on their podcast. I don't <laughs> well, know why. You get to do the, the live videos. That's the, I, I, I yeah, like but I do those balancing. myself. People don't ask me. You know? <laughs> no, they, they asked you on, on Java's Court, I right? Guess. So. You, you were yeah. solicited. I'm so pleasant. <laughs> My demeanor is so kind and welcoming. I don't understand why all these jerks don't understand that. Um, <laughs> uh, Chris Fawcett reminds <laughs> us that Andrew McGinley started the UDE acronym, which I think we mentioned, but I was too busy trying to take credit for OOD. 
Yes. Yeah. You're you're going for your your pronunciation. Yeah. Um, I don't know if if you uh, looked at, at the rebel scum thing, and, and it's just it's this it's funny, but it's also kind of sad. Um, but we did get one reply on on the rebel scum thread, and oh, I'm really? waiting for the day that we don't get any because I, I feel like that day is coming. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's a username that goes by. It's a man, a man, a man, a man. I think. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, his name's Mike. His name's Mike. But um, yeah, no, he's he's, he he's says that he may have emailed us before. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so he's saying that he, he had stumbled on on the last show on his uh, on a on a three hour drive and he listened and watched on YouTube. Um, and it's just he mentions you know I, I wish you guys would uh, participate on Rebel Scum more and it's it's true like I it's. It's been it's been pretty tough to do that, and I, I try to make the effort to do more than just post the podcast. But I'll admit that that, that hasn't happened much. Um, so I don't know if, if there's what we can do. But um, anyway, I just thought that that's something that I noticed. Like, oh yeah, he's absolutely right. This is this is really starting to die out here. Um, um, but I will continue to post that thread, even if it's just you and me talking on it. All yes. <laughs> You you hold on and maybe we'll all come screaming back to you. Yeah, we do have some messages. I'd like to clean oh. out. Okay. Sky cleans out the inbox. <laughs> okay, good old Robert Owls. Listen to seventy six and seventy seven. All right. Uh, extended his condolences for my family. I appreciate that. Like the stuff with Chris uh, with Chris Fawcett. So that's all of the emails that we have from this year going <laughs> going back mark sanders uh emailed me in september uh saying that the uh press release for the upcoming rogue one movie product identified the ewing and tie striker as iconic <laughs> um not sure uh if it can be iconic if it's never been seen um and he said he'd like to be on the show. Oh my goodness. Well, we did say we wanted to talk to people. He said he's been listening to it for a long time. And, uh, wow. All right. Well, Steve, let's do that. Yeah. Let's interview Mark Sanders. Okay. You know, you just, well, don't email us again. I guess get on our Facebook, (laughs) get on our (laughs) Facebook page or something. We'll, We'll try to remember that. Steve, can you put that down in your notes for 81? I, I will do that now. Okay. Mark Sanders, right? Yes. Because uh, he said he wanted to be on the show, and why not? Oh, my gosh, Steve. So, you know, I've been dating the same woman for the last three years, and it's been going great. Yes. It's been going great. While I was starting to date her, I was, you know, like before we were serious, I was also like um, doing G chat with this kind of hot train wreck uh, from Buffalo. And, uh, you never told me about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It's actually funny because I, I described her to my brother, and he's like, "I know, I don't know her first name, but I know her last name, Akbar," <laughs> um, because like there are so many warning signals. Oh, um, yeah, she was like, "They just turned off my power in my apartment, and I broke up with the guy who I was sleeping with for three years, even though he was married." I was like, "Really? I'm coming over." Um, we, we never met or anything. It never went anywhere, but she's the only person on the little left of my Gmail that it indicates if she's here and like, she's online right now. And I don't, I haven't talked to her in three years. Um, so it's just very funny. Whenever I go to, 
Yep, it's still the same picture. You check the, the guy's cast email address. Yeah, uh, and it's like, oh, I remember her. Whew, that would have not been a three-year successful relationship. Um, so, cool. Well, thank you for your patience, unless you don't listen to the show anymore and you're super-duper angry. Um, let's see. So going, going through the inbox, Steve, this is kind of fun, isn't it? Yeah, I like – this has always been nice for me because – Particularly when you don't send them to me beforehand because it's just a complete surprise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jonathan Jarzin cannot participate uh, in the archive party, but he's actually offered to help us with our printing. I meant to tell you that, Steve. Oh. So we might actually get a better deal on making the card backs. So this should, be an, should be an email. Um, oh, my gosh. Mike Harvat emailed me this thing last Thursday. I did some translating for him. I should get back to that. <laughs> Okay, at this point, I'm just going through my things. Um, oh, a really fun thing. So I, I posted it. It's not about Star Wars, but it's about Transformers. Okay. Um, so my parents um, took a Transformer. So there's the box and there's the inner tray. They took it out of the box, but they kept it in its bubble. Okay. And they said, do not open until the 21st century. And it a was little, little time capsule. Yeah, and it's signed by my dad and my mom, and it says, uh-huh. and it was from 1987. That's so cool. I wrote, "Do not open until the 22nd century." And space freak uh, troopy Alexander Miller um, said, "Hey, I have a box for that. I want to thank you for the podcast," and sent it. Oh, that's cool. So I just thought that was really cool to be, yeah, to be just given something for free for someone who listens to our show. You know, that's one of the ways that we're paid. <laughs> yeah. um, let's see. Okay. It looks like my time Warner bills overdue. Oh no, that's, that's going to be uh, auto paid. Should I stop doing this? Um, <laughs> Are you using the podcast to pay your time? Warner <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how I need an entire podcast just to check my email? That's how, that's how bad it is. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did I ever play that awesome Sabritos commercial that we got? Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. did. So yes. we, so I did remember to, to play that from James Ackland. I'm pretty sure you did. Yes. Okay, good. It's weird that his name is James Ackland and he's from New Zealand. And I think there's a part of New Zealand called Auckland, <laughs> right? That'd be like yeah. my name is George Cleveland. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, let's see. And then, of course, we have a, a, a response from Chris Jorgulius, and I, I think I'm going to have to put in his full drop, because this is... I actually took out of the blog log pod his approval of my drop for Chris Jorgulius, so here it is. Oh, right. Kulias, Jorgulius. Kulias, Jorgulius. Chris Jorgulius. Chris Jorgulius. Yeah, yeah. I've got two Pokemon, and you've got none. Choose your loot. Yeah, go take pictures of my collection, y'all. Yeah. Here it is, his response to the EP crib. Crib? Uh, <laughs> Q? In a manufacturing facility, facility, or factory, they keep spare tools, drill bits, tape measures, etc., in the tool crib. Mm-hmm. 
Also, I call my underpants. Never heard the term before, but his explanation of EP crib as it relates to engineering makes total sense. They'd need a storage location for their engineering's own parts, EP among other things, and use. It would be separated like that, surely gates are otherwise locked off, because they'd still be in the development stages and need access to their parts and they wouldn't want others to take them at will. On top of that, it sounds like they did their testing right there. Engineers at companies often do their own quick, rogue, and informal testing. Some of it could have been more official in capacity as well. So there is Christian Gullius jumping in on last month's vintage vocab of EP Grip. Yep. Awesome. Who we Steve? That was a lot of feedback. Yeah, definitely the most we've we've had in a while. So hey, that's that's good. Yeah, awesome. Well, definitely. Wait, I'm gonna respond. I, I'm actually I'm actually gonna respond to Mark Sanders right now. Hi, Mark. Thanks for the email. I am typing it whilst <laughs> I'll say whilst recording. Episode 80. Let's get you on 81. Thanks for your patience. Wampa Womp. I'll say Wampa Womper. I'll throw an R there at the end. Sky and send. And that, my friends, is how you respond to an email. (laughs) Now, what should I say to that poet from Buffalo? Okay, I'll just I'll just close out of here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't don't stay in the Gmail too much. I, I won't. That that is, <laughs> man. Things are going really great, man. I I gotta Good. say, it's Good. uh, yeah, things are things are going well. All right, Steve. Well, the next episode will be another blog blog pod, um, with you yep. and um, uh, a great producer David and and Scott. Scott should hopefully be able to join us as well. Oh, right. so one of the, one of the producers of Pop Culture Quest. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then episode 81. Um, is there any more Do people you... who we don't know about who we want to... <laughs> you know see. what? I was going to say when you, when you mentioned that one, I feel like there might be another one or two that we've been meaning to get to in the Facebook messages. I'm writing a, a mental note to myself right now. Oh, are you? To, to go back and check those. Yeah, I think there might be another one or two. So sorry, guys. <laughs> you can't be all. You can't all be as lucky as uh, as was it, Mark? That's Mark. Yes. Yes. That's Mark. <laughs> can't all be as lucky as the guy I just wrote an email to and <laughs> immediately forgot who I wrote to. Yeah. Well, maybe we so, can have kind of a catch-up so episode. Next, I don't know who the character is. Yeah. Who's the next episode? We got we got another guard. So that's that's the first hint. I, I think you can probably get it, right? Lando? <laughs> the Emperor's Royal Guard. So Erg. A pretty sweet figure. You're you're onto something when you it's a good lineup. We got a good good run going for a while here. Wow. Emperor's Royal Guard. Another yeah. one of the You know what I'm realizing, Steve? The 65 back must have been the ones that I bought the most of. Like, I must have been right there. Maybe when the movie came out, my parents took me to Ben Franklin or something, or Zayas, or or Anne and Hope, um, or uh, Mr. Big's Toyland on Moody Street in Waltham. Um, Because, I mean, of all the figures I've thought about focusing on out of nostalgia, 
it's been Leia Bouche, Emperor's Royal Guard, Gamorrean Guard, Biker Scout, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's a good it's a good lineup. So it'll be it'll be fun to to get into another one. Yeah, it will be. And of course, by the time you listen to this, I'm sure the archive party tickets have already sold out, so you're too late, Hopefully. losers. <laughs> <laughs> Way to Hopefully, hate puppies. Yeah. I, I hope. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Un- unless, unless it isn't sold out, in which case go to the Kivecast dot whatever. <laughs> in, in other, in, yeah, otherwise please do yeah, go to the, the archive blog. That's where the tickets can be found. And yeah, um, yeah. hope to see you there. All right. Sounds good. Um, well, then, in that case, Steve, Wampa Wampa. Adios. Star Wars, 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 Star Wars,